You guys ready to do this? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, fans around the world. We welcome you to this historic event. Historic because we've seen boys become men, men become leaders, and leaders become legends. Well, well, well. <laughs> look what the cat dragged him. <laughs> oh, look who's back in the lair. The podcast lair. Mm, the den. The ear candy den. Let me just say, it's been a couple of weeks off, but mm-hmm. I'm happy to be Oof. back. There he is. Welcome back, Tim, and welcome back to the listeners to another episode of The Refill. Hello, everyone. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Mind me just having a sip. I'm great. We are, this is the first episode unattached mm. to the RIP WCW. Yep, water cooler weekly. We're our own go. brand now. This is a, a worldwide brand. It's exciting. But uh, no, I'm going well. It's been a, how long has it been since the grand final? Uh, three weeks. Jeez, it feels like a long time ago, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. Because it was a dreadful game of football. Oh, it was dreadful. And you know what? I've stopped going to mass too. <laughs> Off the back of it. Uh, and by mass, I mean um, watching Fly McRae's press conferences every Sunday morning. I will remember you. Um, which I miss. I miss just getting some life learnings from Fly every weekend. But um, yeah, what a, ugh, what yeah. a putrid. Not great. Not great. But there, we, we did have a very heavy AFL uh, month. We did. And, and apologies um, to those who uh, don't like the best sport in the world, but. Because also not apologies. <laughs> if you're one of those people, you're going to hate this episode as well. Because <laughs> we uh, the AFL trade deadline was uh, uh, went yesterday as of uh, seven thirty p.m. I believe there was like was it pushed out? Uh, was it pushed out like four hours or no 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 no? no. Okay, no, that was no. people just just spreading no. incorrect information. No, they didn't push it out. It's always always been that way for the last couple of years. Because they said that it was pushed out four hours to help Port Adelaide get Estava Radigalia, and it wasn't enough time. So that fake was, news, fake okay. news. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, AFL season is uh, is officially over, and this will probably be the last episode where we can wrap a bow on uh, everything, and we can move into as as Chris Franklin said, you know, seasons change from footy to cricket. Mm, yep. So, um, I mean, before we jump into the headlines, that. Do, do we get into what's going on at Essendon at Windy Hill, like briefly? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, wow. Yeah. Like I know we don't we we don't touch politics, we don't touch religion, and um, this skirts on both of them. Mm. Uh, but uh, to be honest, with you, I actually can't even remember the guy's name. Is Andrew something, right? It was so fleeting. Yeah, it was. Um, no, I don't. I don't remember his name. I. Probably not super important. I have important. saved it in my notes. Um, Andrew Thorburn. Yeah. So for those people unaware, uh, Essendon went through an in, internal slash external review. It was very confusing as to what actually they were doing. And it just seemed that everyone was getting fired or quitting at the, I guess, at the prospect of this being becoming an external or it staying internal review. It was just... 
honestly, you just shake your head when it comes to Essendon. But a man who was involved with the review process basically was appointed CEO. Yeah, which is, I think, one of the red flags is that he was able to, you know, get some um, IP off the candidates he was interviewing and then having all the best parts then say, actually, I'm going to go for it myself. And then when he interviewed, he's got all the best parts of all the candidates, which is, I think, just... Red flaggy. Red flaggy, red flaggy. Um, So, yeah, the one thing he has brought to the table... Andrew uh, Thorburn is the next time someone asks you a question, there's zero chance of it happening. Mm-hmm. Just say, yeah, it's about as much chance as Andrew Thorburn getting long service leave from the bombers. <laughs> because, oh, uh, oh boy. Um, yeah, so look, yeah, as you said, we don't want to get too stuck no. in the weeds about the why and the how, but the process. Clearly wasn't diligent enough if they didn't if they didn't catch those. Very bizarre. Yeah, because that wasn't the only red flag. Like the to to me to me that was the biggest red flag that he was involved with the review mm. and potentially could have been like, hey, you guys need a new CEO. That's a huge conflict of interest, and I yeah. hate conflict of interests. Yeah. Uh, the other red flag is the fact that through a banking royal commission, he used to be involved with NAB, pretty high up at NAB, I think. See, <laughs> as high as you can go. Yeah. Uh, and through a, a banking royal commission, he stepped down and a well, lot of he stuff... Got, he got... He got pushed. He yeah, got he stepped He stepped down and was probably yeah. looked after. But um, a few red flags there, right? Like, understand finance, yeah, I mean, AFL, I think, different... I, I think Essendon, more than any other clubs, are a really unique position because 10 years ago, through a lack of due diligence and a lack of procedure and whatever crippled him mm. and then 10 years later through a lack of <laughs> due diligence and lack of maybe procedure in terms of uh, having an external the the person, crippled. it's happened again so it's like you can't keep like if any, if any club should have been absolutely making sure mm. that everything was tickety-boo it's the bombers and it and yeah it wasn't. like talk about a club that could not afford exactly for that to happen yeah and it happened they should just be no club should be as Diligent as the Bombers should be. I'm not sure who they'll get next. I'm sure they'll probably do a little bit more research into their background, though. I think that's probably the only certainty that we know. Boy, yeah. Um, yeah, about as successful as today's haircut for me. So, mm. yeah. Which is why you're wearing a hat. Which is why I'm wearing a hat. Uh, but, yeah, well done to Essendon on, once again, making headlines when you really couldn't afford to. So, yeah. Uh, Nice segue. Mm. With that, we will jump into the real headlines. Oh, here we go, Sandra. Tens late night news with Sandra. Sullivan. We begin with the signing of keeping you informed, keeping you involved, keeping you in touch. Australia's most established late news service, the late night news with Sandra Sully. Weeknights on ten. <laughs> she just sounds money every time. Just, it's honey. Tim, you may go first. Oh, yes, okay, it's me. Um, In front of over 100,000 people, the Cats of Geelong defeated the Swans of Sydney by 81 points to win the 2002 AFL Grand Final in a snooze fest. Uh, Isaac Smith won the Norm Smith medal, um, and it was Geelong's 10th AFL slash VFL premiership, so it was a comprehensive... Very important segue is tidbit that. Okay, why? Well, because when I when Port Adelaide wins the flag next year, the headline's going to be Port Adelaide wins its 38th 
AFL slash SANFL premiership. No one cares. Like quite literally not one person would care about that. Oh, one person. One 50% person of this room does. Wow, wait, what a what a brutal grand final. Yeah. I, I, there's not much more to, there's not much to say about it. It was mm. you know, it was it was disappointing. Um it's interesting to me that you know, you have a, a, a finals structure that should always have the best two teams playing off mm-hmm. and then to have such a blowout, I mean, I suppose probably speaks to home ground advantage, which is the only thing that you don't know about um, Sydney having it, but then playing at the MCG and just copying it. So, Yeah, don't really have anything to add. It was a bad game, yeah. bad yeah. to watch. Yeah. Um, from and, uh, like, you know, um, good on them. Uh, they're they're super done. consistent, but happy yeah. for Joel Selwood, happy for Patrick Dangerfield, yeah, happy for Tom Hawkins, but Jeremy Cameron, love Jeremy Cameron. Yeah. That thing with the cow was so funny. The cow was great. Yeah, yeah. that's what we want. Uh, but yeah, well done to everyone involved. Commiserations to Sydney. Thank you for showing up. Um, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll move on from that. Claim the frequent flyer points, Swannies. All right, moving from one grand final to another. The Penrith Panthers have won the Battle of Western Sydney, beating the Parramatta Eels 28-12 to in the 2022 NRL Grand Final. Panthers fullback Dylan Edwards wins the Clive Churchill medal in what was I don't care how many premierships Penrith have won. No, another snooze fest. <sighs> yeah, I hate Penrith. They're, they are my... Who's your most hated sporting team? Ooh, that's like, a good question. Just all, all over, every mm. sport. Probably Manchester United. Manchester United. Yeah. I hate the Penrith Panthers probably more than any team. It's like the smugness about them. They've had a big rivalry with the Melbourne Storm. So I wanted the Parramatta Eels to win, even though I don't like them either. So the way they carried on, you know, I'm all for, like, you know, celebrating winning a premiership, but, like, some of the, like, some of the sledges that came out of the players who were still in their kits for, like, three days later some of the most unintelligent dribble you've actually ever, ever heard. Yeah, so different, different codes. It's so weird. Different codes, different Weird's people. Yeah. Um, but very happy for Dylan Edwards. Dylan Edwards is a very, very likable character, um, very different to most of that smug team. So I was happy to see him win the Clive Churchill and um, get picked for Australia in the upcoming Rugby World Cup, which is uh, just starting in this week, actually. So Live on Fox League. <laughs> I've just dribbled and spat, <laughs> spat. all over my <laughs> microphone and on myself. If we can, if we can put that on your socials, please. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was being filmed, but it's not. Uh, yeah, wow, uh, good one. <laughs> Have another drink. <laughs> Daniel Ricciardo will leave F1 after 2022 after failing to find a seat following the termination of his current contract with McLaren. Uh, Ricardo has said that he will sit out the 2023 season and hopes to return in 2024. This is interesting in that he still gets paid all of next year's salary. Mm-hmm. It's got a bit of Clarko vibes about it, about how Clarko sat out that last year of his contract, yeah. got his full whack, didn't have to do a lick of work. And then... Mm. I don't mind it from him in that he's he's backing himself in to get a job in 2024. Yep. Um, whether he would take one at Haas or one of these teams, I don't know. But he could have taken the Haas seat. This yeah, year. exactly. But I think, yeah. but I think the lure of having getting paid what 
twelve million dollars to not work for a year is pretty enticing. I think it's like twenty three. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's twenty three. It's twenty three million. Yeah, twenty three million. He can he can commentate for the year. He can do whatever he can do whatever he wants. What, what, quite literally, whatever he wants. So, but uh, he's backing himself into to find a, a good seat in twenty twenty four. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. Obviously, big Formula One fan, big Daniel Ricciardo fan. This year has been pretty difficult to watch. Pretty yeah. difficult to stomach. Um, had a really good result. Uh, not. Uh, the previous race in Japan, the one before that. Singapore. Singapore, yep. A very, very good result there. Coming fifth or sixth, I can't remember. The thought of him, this is this was very sad, uh, to be honest. This this actually, like, I try not to get too involved in, like, you know, individual athletes because, you know, you ultimately get you get hurt yep. um, when they leave or, or whatever, and you have to understand that they're literally just a human being. Yep. Um, but yeah, th- this whole thing has just has just made me incredibly sad. Uh, he's so bloody talented. He won a race last year. Yeah, like literally won a race last year. There's like, there'd well, be his like, teammates doesn't won a race. Correct. There'd be like eight drivers on the grid who have actually won a race, yeah. and the fact that one of them can't get a seat now, I I think that uh, Williams Williams would be a really good uh, spot for him. Alex Albon, a very talented young driver, also from Red Bull. Uh, he could take that second seat, and they're an improving team. Like yeah, so maybe tw- in twelve months' time, they become more um, palatable. Yeah, maybe Haas is a very much a spend every cent to the dollar kind of team, yeah. and I don't think that while it makes Haas, sense, Haas feel like they spend it like it's your own money, as in don't spend. Honestly, Haas could be out of Formula One at any race. Yeah, uh, so I don't think that's super um, uh, appetizing um, to Ricardo, but. A lot of people have said that it's not a guarantee he comes back, and then even if he does come back in tw- in twenty twenty four, the the options or opportunities might not be that much better than what's yeah. in front of him now. So, as I said, that's why I think it's probably that I can take off a year and get paid twenty three million dollars to do no work. Mm, yeah, I mean he's human. He is human. I would do that. I really hope this is not the last, because um, that would really, really um, that would really upset me. So. I hope and pray that a year out, you know, he can get right mentally. Um, and when I say mentally, I don't mean like, he, you know, like everyone goes through confidence. Uh, yeah, exactly. Confidence. His confidence has been dented, clearly. 100% has been dented. So, um, yeah, hopefully um, racing-wise he can get in the right headspace mentally and, um, yeah, find a seat that works for him and we can continue to see him because he's such a he's such a, an amazing athlete, like on and off the, the, the track. Yeah, he's there's. I don't know anyone who could possibly hate him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he tells it like it is. He, Super likable. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, fingers crossed for him. But it, it's going to be a tough. It's going to be tough next year watching not not watching him race. Mm. Speaking of super likable, Max <laughs> Verstappen was crowned the 2022 Formula One World Champion after a soaked race at Suzuka. Suzuka. Japan. Suzuka, which saw him win his twelfth race of the season. Um, yeah, look, he's just a—he's a robot. He's, you know, best athlete in this in the world at the moment. In like, the world, yeah. athlete. Yeah, yeah. I'm not—I'm not dismissing F1 no, I, athletic I, ability because I—I I know how much they, the G forces and that is outrageous. But yeah, yeah when was the last time you went go karting? Um, I reckon about 1998. Yeah, so I went go-karting three months ago with Caitlin. Yep. yep. I couldn't drive home for 30 minutes after. I felt so crook. <laughs> like we were actually, like it actually 
that, that's go-karting. Yeah, it's physical, yeah. It Honestly, my arm was dead. My ass, I, I, I'm not built for a go-kart. No, no, no. But like what these, what, what these guys go through is... Yeah, it's crazy. I'm not, yeah, I, as I said, I'm not disputing their athletic ability. I'm just, when you said in the word, I was like, geez, okay, what other athletes are there that are absolutely flying at the moment? Um, He's going to break the record this year for most uh, wins in a in a calendar season. In a in a year where the rules were meant to yeah. bring everyone to, together and have more winners and... Yeah. He is not, you know, I can take him or leave him most of the time I leave him, but it's so hard to... It's so hard to deny the fact that he's just like he's a freak. Yeah, he's, absolutely. He's different. Freak show. Freak show. Um, and, and it's it's not just winning from you know like qualifying first, winning. Yeah, he does it anywhere. Like you yeah. know, the Red Bull has to take uh, engine penalty, start from the back of the grid. He wins. Yeah, he just he just can't. He's competitive just, beast. He he really is. Um, Love that. So, so yeah, congrats to him. Uh, back to back world champion, um, and he was down eighty points early in the season. Like, Ferrari looked like they were going to win this yeah, in the canter. Did. Yeah, they did, yeah. And now they've lost with so much. <laughs> it's it's already done. Yeah. yeah, it's absolutely bizarre. So, well done to Max. And well done to um, one of my favourite people in the world, Christian Horner. <laughs> um, Don't like Christian Horner? He's a wanker. Uh, <laughs> speaking of non-wankers. It's disappointing because I like ginger spice. Yeah. She was one of the better spices. She was. She was in the top five. She's in the top five Spice Girls. <laughs> this five, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, staying on England. Okay. Home of the Spice Girls. I'm not sure if you, you, you're into your uh, football, but Manchester City's Erling Haaland has become the first Premier League player to score a hat-trick in three consecutive home games. Mm. Um, after scoring a hat-trick against Manchester United, which you mentioned before. Boo. He needs 21 goals in 30 games to break the EPL all-time goal record of 34. He's going to do it. He'll moonwalk that. He will literally do it backwards. Yeah. Like, this is... So... so Now, is he Swedish? Because he's got that Swedish look. He's from Norway. Uh, okay. Yeah. So sorry to all the Norway people out there. I which we are a big... We are big in we Scandinavia. Are well, well, yeah, we are Scandinavian... Um, we're big scan. We're big, big in Scandinavia. Big scandos, yeah. big, we're big scandos. <laughs> so I know a fair bit about Halan because during uh, the first stage of uh, the C word, which will not be mentioned, uh, the COVID. Oh, <laughs> so COVID, I've just mentioned yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, the Bundesliga was like one of the first leagues to come back. Yeah. So I got heavily into the Bundesliga, obviously needing a sports fix. And I picked uh, Borussia Dortmund, which is where he's from. Right. Uh, his transfer to Manchester Manchester City was like I think it was like a hundred and eighty million Australian cheap. Yeah, and he like what what he's doing what he's doing is like unheard of because people there's a quote you know, comparing the Bundesliga calling the Bundesliga a farmers league, saying you know he, he didn't score at this rate. You know, he's not going to do it in the EPL. And now he is doing it now more so. so. What he's doing is maybe just... Maybe the EPL's a farmer's league. It, you know what? It is. Maybe maybe a country with the history of sporting failures and performances <laughs> like England, maybe it's not that good, despite what they think. Like, when was the last time they won a World Cup? Uh, was it the 60s or something? Oh, probably. Probably no. back when they had decent-looking teeth. So, a long time ago. So, but... 
we have to mention that. Like, what he's doing is literally, yeah, absolutely, literally um, out of this world. And I was, you know, I put this in there because I wanted to ask you this question. So, have you have you ever gotten into a sport because of an athlete's individual performances? So, like in a pursuit of something. Because I'm now watching their games just to see yeah, what he does, yeah. and I'm not a huge like I'm not a huge soccer person. It's it's usually pretty fleeting. Like the first one that came to mind when you said that was Jeremy Lin, Lin Sanity with New York. Yeah. Like I, I'd started watching New York games just to go because he was box office then. He was. Like, it was out of control. I was like, what's going to happen next? Fuck, that but was that was quite, so much fun. But quite fleeting, you know. Like, that month was so much fun. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's the first example that sprung to mind. Mm. Um, I remember Cadell Evans, um, Eltham's yeah. own. Eltham's own yeah. Cadell Evans. Yeah, when the he green, was, the green um, wedge. Yeah, when he was, uh, when he won his Tour de France. Like, I, I remember, like, tuning into the the last few stages of that. Like, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. But I... I Sometimes, like, there's an individual athlete. That's what, one of the best things about sport. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I like love the, that. They can, they can get you tuned into a sport. You've got no idea, and then you yeah. just, like, you become engaged. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, keep going, Erlan, Erling. Um, and, yeah, shout-out to everyone in Norway listening. Big time. Um, the UFC has confirmed its return to Australia for the first time since 2019, pre the C word, mm-hmm. uh, with the promotion heading... Back to Perth, Western Australia in February next year. Um, you've put in a name here that I don't know. Uh, Alexander Vol- Volkanovsky. Uh, Volkswagen looks like the most <laughs> likely to headline the event. So he's he's arguably our best athlete. <laughs> Do not know he's Australian. I, I know nothing about UFC. Yeah. Except for Conor McGregor. That's all I know about UFC. That's fair enough. Um, I'm not a big UFC fan. I'll watch the main cards, but... Um, yeah, Volkanovski, basically, I think he holds the middleweight title. Is he from Perth? He's from, you know, he used to be a rugby league prop. Okay. And now he, and so he used to be 120 so he's kilos. From like, he's from like Western, Western Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's about 85 kilos now. So he was like 120. <laughs> and he is, um, I think he, he might, he might be like 21. So he was on the, he was on the manshake diet. He was on more than the manshake <laughs> Um, but yeah, he holds a title and he's defended the title, I think about nine times, Okay, which is absurd. Mm. I may be making these numbers up, by the way. Is he, is he big in the States? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's huge. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's probably, he's not like, so Israel Anasanya, have you heard of him? Nope. Yeah. So he's bigger. So he's from New Zealand. Okay. Um, he also holds a title, almost held two titles at the same time, which Conor McGregor did. Uh, he... There's a chance that he could be fighting on that. That I'm, I'm not sure, but it's it's a big deal because New Zealand and Australia has a lot of UFC fighters now, and it's yeah, um, yeah. It's, I was at the the last one in 2019 in Melbourne. Uh, it was a lot of fun, uh, but yeah, well done to Perth finally getting a, a major event. <laughs> a little drive by at the end there, <laughs> like that. Meow. <laughs> uh, I'm going to let you go because I want to finish on the last story that okay. I have. Um, so the Adelaide 36ers shocked, I repeat, shocked the basketball world at the Footprint Centre. <laughs> what a name. What an absolute belter um, of a name. With a 134-124 to 124 win against the Phoenix Suns. That's right, the NBA's own Phoenix Suns. Uh, the 36ers became the first non-NBA team to win a preseason game since... Jeez, you put it Fenerbahce. in Fenerbahce. Fenerbahce. Um, it's in Turkey. I was going to say France. Um, 
when the Fenerbahce beat Brooklyn Nets in October 2015. Yeah, so this was uh, obviously an amazing win because the, the Suns are no slouches. Um, but the Sixers couldn't have shot any better. They were mm. shooting the lights out from from uh, three-point land. So um, massive for the NBL, which just keeps... Um, it just started. Yeah, which has just started yep. as well. And they're getting great crowds. And it's just building and building. And, and you know, it's it's great to see um, basketball back to its mm-hmm. near its 90s popularity. Yep. Um, so, yeah, but this is this is great. Um, the 36ers did lose to my Oklahoma City Thunder next wow, game. Wow, wow, wow. Um, we so, don't talk about that. Well, we do because it's the Thunder. Thunder <laughs> up, baby. Um, but, yeah, amazing. Yeah, two things on this. Um one is there because I said so two players like had like thirty five plus points for Adelaide, yeah. right? Uh, either of them like kind of at that youngish age where they're both ex G League, so they're both like in the okay in the fringe of NBA. Yeah, because I, I was wondering, like, yeah, so they're they're known in the NBA. Okay, so I was wondering, like, surely that wins puts someone on an put NBA. both of those boys right on the map. on the yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Number two, Devin Booker's a sook, isn't he? Devin Sooker. Yeah, Devin Sooker. Thank you. I, just I wish I called him Devin Sooker. <laughs> Damn it. Because he like took to Instagram after and he's saying like they always want to be hating all this like all this crap. That's just like, pure that's just typical American stuff. Yeah, it's like, mate, you lost you right. lost to that's, Adelaide in the it's a, NBL. It's a millionaire and a hundred million cracking the shoots because he embarrassed he was embarrassed. Yeah. I, I hate that. Like yeah. I just I just, just watched, take take your medicine. Yeah. You lost to an NBL team. Suck it up and get better. Why do you have to put anything on Instagram yeah, after no, losing? Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Because insecure in his own little mind. Yeah, Devin Sooker. Devin yeah. Sooker. Very, very lucky. <laughs> very lucky to not be mentioned in, in a, another segment we do on this show. Mm. He was close. He was very close. Okay. But uh, well done to the 36ers. Um, and yeah, do you have an NBL team? NBL? No, uh, North Melbourne Giants. Okay. I, I'm, but a, no, but no, I'm, I'm a Victoria I'm, Titans man. But I've jumped on the Tasmanian Jack jumpers. Oh, okay. Um, I, I'm a, I jumped on the the um, the Southeast Melbourne Order of the Phoenixes. Yeah. No, I I, I couldn't do um, United. Tim Sims and Harry Potter, big big things in my life. So it was like a, it seemed like a Tim Sim <laughs> Harry Potter collaboration. <laughs> so it, step aside, Adidas and Gucci. <laughs> we've got we've got Tim Sims and got, Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Order of Southeast Melbourne, Dim Sims. Uh, yeah, well done to them. Now, this last news headline. Mm, I, haven't, caught, I haven't heard. Yeah, I have caught, not heard this. Caught my eyes a few weeks ago on the when I was trolling the Twitter webs. Yep. A pair of fishermen at the center of a cheating scandal that rocked the world of sport fishing last month were indicted on multiple felonies, accused of stuffing their 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 fish that they caught with metal weights at an Ohio tournament. Basically, uh, meaning that when the, they came to weigh the fish, that their fish were heavy, because I'm guessing that's how they win. You know, yeah, you get yeah. the heaviest fish, uh, you win. So, first of all, I didn't realise, I knew competitive fishing was a thing. Yeah. Did not know it was for like tens of thousands. So I, I dug into this, and apparently these two, so they got caught, apparently these two had been winning tens of thousands at like heaps of these events. Wow. They were like seen as like the MJ and Scotty Pippen oh. of this. And so they finally got caught. And apparently this was like 
people had been like there'd been allegations yeah. and they like it, and then they finally got caught like there normally is yeah so i don't know how they've they've maybe the metal detector over the old fishy yeah maybe yeah. uh but i just i love i love finding stuff like this cuz i wasted 50 minutes of my life <laughs> reading up about this stuff so my first question yes do you think the fish were in on it as well no i think they were dead <laughs> okay right yeah <laughs> And here, here's the here's the thing that I couldn't couldn't understand, and I I almost tweeted some people to try and get some clarity on mm-hmm. this, and then I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I wanted to know, like, because obviously there's so many people doing this. How do doing, they doing doing the fishing? Yeah. How do they get to a spot where there's not someone monitoring or like a they must have like they must have just found a real sneaky. They've worked on their yeah. Their stuffing abilities. Yeah. So. Jesus. That's weird. That's great. Oh, well, it's not great. It's not great for but the... But it's a great story. It's a it's an unbelievable story. Uh, imagine being in... Uh, what are you in for? I know. Um, fish stuffing. <laughs> They're like, oh, Rick, we got another one for fish stuffing. <laughs> They're like, fucking Ohio. How bad are the laws here? <laughs> so... A, no, I like that. I like I mean, that a lot. One lesson to learn out of this... Just fish fairly. Fish fairly. Um, That's what I was always taught. And if you're um, lacking iron, <laughs> eat fish. What a disgraceful way to end <laughs> this episode's headlines. Sorry. As we alluded to in the introduction, the AFL trade deadline um, came and went yesterday. Yep. Now, a lot of trades, we're not going to go through all of them because, oh, honestly. No, there's too many and... Some of them were just, honestly... Some, yeah, a potato-based, and we don't care about that. A few clubs really stunk it up. A few clubs came out, you know, like absolute... Wieners. Oh, do, where, do you, where do you stand on that, like... There's no... Who won in, the trade? Who won no, the you trade? You can't. You can't. You have to retroactively do it. So yeah. we can we can ask that question. So if you ask me who won the twenty nineteen trade period, it's a great question. I'd have to look back, but you can you can actually quantify <laughs> it and go trade. you know what I mean? No, no exactly. Mm. But that's yeah. Looking back in history is the time to say who won. At the moment it's all just I hear what you're saying. Mere speculation. Um so well the first restricted free agent to move at the whole beginning of the period was um Hawthorne's Carl Amon. Now Hawthorne's, formerly Port Adelaide, your boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good player, rating very highly. Um, Port received a second-round pick. My question to you is, do you think Carl Amon came across to Hawthorne knowing full well that there's a high chance that Mitchell, Gunston and O'Meara were going to be gone? Or do you reckon he came across there thinking that at least two of those would still be there? I think it was between Hawthorne and St Kilda. Mm. So... <laughs> Oh, he's still. I'd still choose St Kilda if that's the option. Yeah, so his mum works for St Kilda. That was the that was the rumor. Yeah. So he's like Hawthorne are you know they they they're not coming out of this rebuild for another four four or five years. Nah, which is like fine. I mean, he's played in a couple of prelims. Look, it, winning a premiership is not like as silly as silly as it sounds because like that, that's not that's not the be all and end all for some players. Yeah, true. Which is fine. Like some players think here comes the money. Yeah, and that's fine too. You don't know you they don't know their background and being financially secure might be more important. That's absolutely no. fine. No. And what's your window as an AFL player? Well, average is 
two years, but for the good players, it's about ten. You got ten years of your life, yeah, to make money um, that you know uh, most people would dream of. Yep, cash in. Uh, Poirier would have loved to have kept him. I would have loved to have kept him, but good servant to the club. Uh, yep. And yeah, I was upset to see him go, but at the same time, I love seeing guys get paid. Yeah, like good, no, good people. Well, yeah, I was just, I was just interested in whether he had an expectation as to what that list might look like. And now, I mean, because mm. Jager Amira, which we'll get to later, uh, was yeah. very late in the piece. Last yeah, like seventy-two hours. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, right? that's the that's the risk you take. Yeah, good luck to him. He'll he'll he will get a lot of midfield minutes now. Yeah. Uh, so all you super coaches out there, there you go. Yeah, one for you to look at next year. Uh, so yeah, good luck to Carl. Um, Good on you, Yeah, no, no hard feelings at all. Uh, the Swoopy boys. Collingwood get Bobby Hill and pick 40 from GWS for pick 43 and a future second round pick. Yeah, very happy with Bobby Hill. Very Agreed. excited. He's what we haven't had really, like a small electric forward who can mm-hmm. lightning quick. Yeah. And he's perfect for Fly McRae's game plan, which is yeah. just get it from defence and ballistic run forward. Forward pressure's money. He's forward pressure these days. Crazy. So you've got a, suddenly you've got a forward line that has uh, Bo McCreary and Bobby Hill going to chase you down. That's going to give you nightmares. Yep. No, so, I couldn't, couldn't have said that any better. So very happy with him. Very happy. And obviously what he's gone through, um, yep. having cancer, yep. getting through that. Could not could not cheer harder for yeah. someone pulling on the Collingwood jersey. Like there will be no p- player I will cheer for in your side than yep. him. So, and Daniel McStay. Oh uh, yes. Speaking of players, I really want to cheer at their new clubs. Richmond gets Tim Taranto from GWS for picks twelve and nineteen. You like Tim Taranto? I loved him. I loved, loved. Tim oh, so Taranto. now he's Richmond. You don't love. No. Yeah, it's fair. No, he's a very good player. Um, very shrewd pick by the Giants back when they did too, mm. um, by Adrian uh, Caruso. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Caruso. I know he'll yeah. be listening. Yeah. Um, so, great get by the Tigers. Um, they, are, they are all chips in as well, mm-hmm. yeah, with this move. You know, they've got Dusty and Cochin. Cochin one more year. Rewalt one more year. Dusty two more years. Yeah, they're they're going uh, Tarrant one more year. They're, they're this is they're going in. Yeah. So I, and I love clubs that do that. I love clubs that Agreed. roll the dice. Same here. And I feel like clubs who have won a flag, they can do that. Yeah. Right. Because they get yeah, well exactly. they get that leeway from the fans. Even better when you've won three. Correct. When you've won three flags, a club uh, club supporters well they shouldn't. And I know some Richmond people who. No, I'm not gonna. No, don't no, get into no I'm not gonna. Yeah, no, I'm not no, gonna. No, no, no. There's not enough beer left in that for me to get into that. But you can you can do that. You can play with. Yeah, the, you can roll the dice, got and it. your supporters have got. Yeah, yeah you've mm. got that goodwill because you've won yeah. plays. Well, you should have. There's yeah. enough house money there for you to yeah, just exactly. sort of roll yeah. the dice. One thing that does irk me, I know, with the who won the trade period, who lost it, is. You know when a player goes, when a player goes to a club, and they're like, they, they like put the, they put them like it's usually just midfield groups, and they called the Richmond Super Six. They're like, mm, look at this yeah. midfield Super Six. It had Dustin Martin in it, and it had Shy Bolton in it. Shy Bolton plays like I play like more midfield time than Shy Bolton. 
Dustin Martin, those two, they're, yeah, they're going to be predominantly forwards. Yeah, they, they rotate through, but they'll be, yeah, they're mainly forward. And then Cochin's not part of the six. He's, he's twilight years. Come on. So. It's just like propaganda, AFL, yeah, it's, it's whatever AFL it, media. Whatever it takes to sell. So, Basically, whatever yeah. it takes to sell papers, and yeah. I'm not buying. Uh, so, yeah, good luck to Tim. Um, yeah, Richmond. Carlton gets Blake Akers, uh, and they receive a third-round pick. Um, he's a good wing, winger. Yeah, but, like, it, body, body's the qu- big question mark. Played a majority of the season, this. Yeah. I just gone, no, I think it's a good get for Carlton. Mm. And I'm surprised he, that Akers wanted to leave Frio. To be honest, he he was very positive about Freo when he left. He said like this was because this is his third club. Like he yeah. was at St Kilda beforehand, yeah, and did say that the fr- way Fremantle was run is like so so much better. And, yeah, and oh, look, uh, he must. have... I don't know. I just thought it was where he left, but anyway, he'll get his opportunity. To I cut. feel like also Fremantle. You know how you know how I sort of said with when the Luke Jackson stuff was was early on. Oh, yeah, that just shed some salary. I was like, there's. There, it just has to be, yeah, you know, well, with the players. Maybe, that yeah, that's to, probably actually more right. They just—he's yeah. a victim of that. Yeah. And maybe he saw the emergence, and maybe Fremantle saw the emergence of Nathan O'Driscoll late in the season, and they thought, "All right, what if what if we got here? We've got this, you know, yeah, nineteen, twenty-year-old young wingman who's sort of showed in glimpses what he can be, or we've got this guy, twenty-six, twenty-seven. Yeah, if you have to shed salary, and, and you probably put it out to the managers and say, "Hey, is he up for being traded?" Mm-hmm. Um, back to Victoria, and and obviously he was so. Yeah, no, good luck to him, and um, yeah, good luck to him. Not I think good Carlton luck to probably the, needed to do more. Uh, no, I think Carlton are pretty. I think their list is very good. Yeah, still didn't make the finals. Uh, Collingwood signs Daniel McStay. Oof, yes, he McLeft. Oh, he McLeft yeah. the Queensland. <laughs> he did Queensland Lions in Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, for a second round pick, pick thirty five. Is is I mean, God, the you know the Collingwood fans were oh, they, they they see it as like we lost Grundy to get McStay, which is totally wrong. Like it's totally different. We're getting McStay whether Grundy stayed or not. It's uh, and the compensation indicates that he was he's on about. Probably a bit less than six hundred a year, so about five. I heard he's on eight hundred and fifty. Yeah, well, thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Volcano. Um, and he's he's perfect for what we need because when my check missed a game for Collingwood during the year, we were we just had no, nothing, yeah. nothing. So and my check gets smashed; his body's getting smashed. So he'll be great. He can lead up to the wing, turn around on that big left, and pump it in. Mm. Um, and he can play back, and he can pinch hit ruck as he did against. Um, Richmond in that final. So I, I'm very happy with him. Um, he's not going to be – he's not a marquee signing. Mm-hmm. Just think of him as a, um, you know, from from on your list from 10 to ten to 20 in your, you know. He's just paid a lot. Uh, well, you can say that. <laughs> I did. That's fine. <laughs> we I don't be- overpay anymore, mate. We get rid of him. No, good luck to him. Uh, the Western Bulldogs sign Liam Jones – and Carlton receives a third round pick. Now, some people were probably confused as to why Carlton receives a third round pick. Yep, I'm one of them. Uh, if it wasn't for the COVID rules, he he would not have retired. No, I know, but um, Carlton had a chance to put him on the list. Really? They could have put him on the long term 
confused or whatever. They decided to. So it seems I thought I wasn't confused, but maybe now I'm confused. But anyway, it, it made sense to me why they got compensation. Yeah, yeah, I, look, I get it, but I still also thought that maybe they could have stuck with him for a year and then just still kept him on the list. But yeah, yeah, look, I'm actually really happy for him. Like honestly, re- really happy for him. Whatever your beliefs are, I don't care. Okay, it was a crap. Wow. No, I'm, I'm talking around that. Oh, you're around, around your vaccines. Okay. Correct. I got it, but I didn't judge anyone for not getting it. And I, I did. No, yeah. I did. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't care. Like I, I do what I do. No, it's a personal health choice. So that's fine. Yeah. So and he and he made the, a massive sacrifice. Clearly, he uh, made a massive sacrifice. As did um, uh, St Kilda AFLW player. I can't remember her name. Proparkus, I think her last name is. Who is a genuine. Freak. She's at Essendon now, right? No, she's at St Kilda. She, she's, I heard sisters she's, at Essendon. No, that's a di- different. They're different. They're I sisters. Won't, I won't, I won't, I'll stop guessing. Yes, that's fine. But no, she sat out a season as well, as well for the same thing. So very happy for both of them to get back. Like whatever your 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 is, it's a personal health belief. So happy yep. to see him get back. They needed a. They needed him desperately because they need. They need. Yeah, a I key mean, defender. For me, the look at it is just how. You know, not being in the system for a couple yeah. of years, how's that going to I think affect? he played in the Quaffle. Yeah, which is... Which is a, yeah, Mickey Mouse league, Correct. for being honest. Um, so, yeah, good luck to him. Uh, and, yeah, I, I thought I thought the compensation was fine, third-round pick. Yeah, yeah, no, I have no issues with it. I just thought, yeah, could have got it, maybe not, whatever. Yeah. Uh, did you say handouts? Ooh. Because North Melbourne gets Griffin Logue and Darcy Tucker, and yep. the Dockers' future third-round pick. Fremantle gets a future second-round pick and a future third-round pick. The North which, Melbourne Special Assistance North Melbourne Special Assistance Package. Because uh, they so, put their hands out. They were poor. They yep. were, they were so upset. So how, uh, how did we think North went using their Special uh, assistant Package picks? Would you say, uh, would you say Logan Tucker are good gets? I think they're both good footballers. I don't think mm. they're superstars. No, uh, they're def- definitely... They um, needed these types of players. Yeah, they did. They did. So um, for a second and a third, if they gave up a second and a third for one player, yeah. I would have been like, eh. See, it worked out great for Frio because, again, they needed a shared salary yeah. to get Jackson in. They weren't, in. So they weren't So they're like, mm. that's... that's. Oh, they would have been paying Logan a little bit, I reckon. Um, but, yeah, so... They didn't want to pay Logue what North Melbourne paid. No, exactly. No, no, 100%. Yeah, so. and Darcy Tucker is like, he, he was kind of like an odd man out in that yep. back line because that back line's so good. Yeah. So, yeah, look, well done, North Melbourne, getting a special assistance package. You know, like I can't wait to hear you ask for it again next year. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, happy for, I mean, both of those guys are going to be getting bulk coin, right? Like, uh, lo- yeah, especially uh, Logue. Yeah, like seven hundred fifty odd. Yeah, yeah. Well, low, and I reckon Tucker about six hundred. But yeah, um, they get to yeah, and, and they and they guaranteed best twenty two. So yeah, and I, I feel like that was the, the that was like the sticking point with Logue. Like Logue was kind of used as like a utility, yeah, like yeah, yeah. with with Freo, which I can understand could be frustrating for some players. Yeah. So he'll be used in one position. It's kind of like uh, Port Adelaide when they got they traded. Uh, what's his name? Dougal Howard to St Kilda. 
Yeah, he was used forward, back, ruck, yeah, no, all hard, over. Hard, yeah, it's hard to play good, consistent footy if you're not in a consistent position. It's hard for you to cement your spot like that. Yeah. So, yeah, good luck to them both, and yeah, well done, North Melbourne, on getting handouts. <laughs> Geelong gets Tanner Bruin. Uh, the Giants get pick eighteen. Um, great get for the Cats. I think this kid's oh, yeah. very good. He's going to be very good. Um, Giants were big on him, um, and you know. Famously, a couple of years ago when he got caught out by the Giants, it looked like he was at a funeral. He couldn't have been any unhappier. Oh, my God. Um, How? <laughs> so, um, yeah, look, the Cats did very well. They, they basically, basically get a not a ready-made replacement for Joel Selwood because that's hard to say, but they get a midfield replacement. Yeah, they get a very, they get a very talented player. Yeah, he plays round one. Who wants to, who wants to be there? Yeah. Which is why I think GWS getting pick 18, not ideal, yep. but it's still, you know, it, it's a shit sandwich. Yeah. Right? They, they had a shit sandwich. They sold it. Yeah. They got paid for it. Yeah. So, yeah, look, good luck to him. Um, and GWS is, gee whiz, they are... Um, yeah, well, I mean, they've, they've, admitted, well, they've admitted the flight risks and the, the struggles they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... They probably AFL probably needs to look at what they need to do with Gold Coast and GWS in terms of salary cap because mm. the fact they have to overpay these guys to stay, you've got yeah. Green, uh, Canelio, Kelly probably all on a million each. Mm. It just it's untenable to you just can't keep going that way and and yeah. and, and operating under the same salary cap as everyone else because I think they had to shed like one point one million that yeah. was reported or something yeah, exactly so that's why they Taranto Bruin Hopper mm. all these guys go because they just yeah, so yeah. I, somebody has to give there. If, yeah. we, if if the AFL's serious about this working, they have to look at what, you know, those two markets because at the moment it's they're in a perpetual loop of shedding salary, shedding players, getting young talent, mm. developing developing for three years, get it, letting them go. It's just a vicious cycle. So something has to break. Does that worry you with the prospect of Tasmania coming in? Because Tasmania is going to be I, I, that same I thing. don't reckon Tasmania is as much as a flight risk really? as those two. No. It's not. If Gold Coast and Sydney are not glamorous... No, but it's not about glamour. They're, they're footy states. They are Hobart's super close to Melbourne. Mm. And I just think Mal, uh, Hobart is quite a... Um, I, I think it would be an even more attractive place to live, live moving forward, so... I don't. Yeah, personally, I don't reckon it's as big a flight risk as the other two. Oh, fair enough. Let me get. And that was written and authorised by the Tasmanian government. Not, by, <laughs> not by us. Not by us. Allegedly. Um, yeah. Not allegedly. Geelong gets pick twenty-five. Brisbane gets pick thirty-eight, forty-eight, and fifty-five. The Cats' future second-round pick, and the Cats' future fourth-round pick. I almost ran out of breath then. Yeah, I wanted you to keep that in because. We'll get to that a bit later. So just think of that. What Geelong sacrificed to get pick 25 was there. 38, 48, 55. Future second in next year's draft is meant to be super strong and a future third. So that's all to get pick 25. Let's just keep that in mind. I'll, ke- I'll keep it in the back of my mind. When we get there. Fremantle gets Luke Jackson, picks 44 and 67. Melbourne gets pick 13. The Dockers future first. Again, important considering next year's draft super strong and future second as well. Um, Freo have gone all in on the 21-year-old. 
The what unicorn. The unicorn. Um, I again, I like it. As I said, I, I like clubs that have a crack and go all in and, mm. and just and roll the dice. For me, Luke Jackson was, if not the main reason, but definitely in the top three reasons why Melbourne won the flag in that grand yeah. final. No, no, no. That question. third quarter, he tur- totally mm. turned the game around. It was yep. all on him. So if you want to look at what do we need to do to win a grand final, well, let's get in a bloke who has won a grand final for a team. Yep, no so question. I, I have no problem with that logic. Yep, athletic freak, uh, can ruck, can wing, yep. can forward. Yep. Uh, I don't think we've seen him down back, so currently sad, but no. he won't be used like that. Like, he'll be used like, he'll be like... He'll be, he'll be forward um, and, then, and then rotating through the ruck, I would have thought. Yeah. Just because of Sean Darcy. Yeah, but... Yeah, huge, huge get. Like, uh, and for for people saying like, and I probably was one of those people at a certain time who said like they've got Sean Darcy, they don't need him. And it worked pretty good with Max Gorn, didn't it? So, yeah, exactly. So no, I'm I'm all in on that from Frio, and obviously he's going to play the next least ten years there, and and I think they'll win a flag with him. Yeah, oh, I I I thought they were going to win a flag, you know, before they got him. Uh, the players they lost, depth players, they, yeah. there's, they're replaceable. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, great, great get. And I think what they gave up is a yeah. I think Melbourne, yeah, Melbourne get a you know they get a first rounder, future first, future second. Mm. Yep. Like he could, he could genuinely be a like I know they they joke about him like the the unicorn, but he genuinely could be. Yeah. Like Absolutely. I know Blitzass is is kind of used in that like because he's a athletic freak as well. Yeah. But like his his ability and talent is better than that. Yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah. so like he has the he has the ability as you said in a quarter to to completely shape a game and turn yeah. a game. So great get for them. And uh, yeah, Dockers are going to be they'll be hard to beat next year. Uh, Essendon get Will Settlefield. And pick 68 for a future fourth round pick. Mm-hmm. Now, I wanted to put this in because I read somewhere that Essendon were considering him to be the number one overall pick. Okay. So back when they got Andrew McGrath, Correct. pick one, they, they were looking at Setterfield for one. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, they'd be wrapped to get him then, I would have that, that's, And that's why I mentioned it because someone said, they've got him now for a fourth. What a bargain. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. It doesn't work that way. Not quite, but um, if he's a, a you know a genuine um, contested midfielder, uh, he's had some pretty stiff competition in Patrick Cripps. So maybe at Essendon, he he will shine. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's a perfect sitch. Maybe. Good luck to him. Good on your will. Uh, Adelaide gets Isaac Rankin, the Rankine. Uh, pick forty six in the Dockers' future fourth. Gold Coast gets pick five. Uh, future third and future fourth. So, in effect, ranking for pick five uh, is fair to me. Um, mm-hmm. Again, as I just talked about, this perpetual loop of losing high-end talent after a f- three or four years is is a real problem. Um, doesn't look when you're Adelaide. I, I get it. Like Adelaide, just like if there's a kid, a local talent wants to come to us, let's get him and let's pay what we have to pay to get him. Mm-hmm. But doesn't seem to fit a need for Adelaide. Agree, uh, because Josh Rochelle, I mm. mean, showed it in a handful of games, got injured, and then sort of, I guess, struggled to have the early impact that he had, yeah. uh, or have the same impact that he had early in, this, in the year. 
They're, they're two very similar players. Similar. I, mean, I think they need to get Rankin moving through the midfield then. Yeah, and which, I think he might have done that a bit in his yeah. juniors, but he's, needs to, he's tank. He's ain't, ain't yeah. up to it at the moment. No. Here's the really confusing thing to me. They signed him to a three-year contract. Okay, yeah. That's a lot to pay for. And, you know, people criticise, um, you know, teams for signing like a five-year deal, six-year deal. If you're paying this much for this player... Why are you signing to a three-year deal? Well, that's to me, it's more surprising for Rankin. I, if I'm Rankin, I would want Agreed. five, yeah. six. That, um, that would have to be Bitcoin if it's just three years. Yeah, don't know. Common sense would say it's... Oh, it's Bitcoin, but... Um, yeah, if I'm Rankin, I'm like, if you want me, you got I, I want a five-year deal. Yeah. You know, because Gold Coast would have offered him five, six. Who cares? Mm-hmm. They just want to keep him, so... Yeah. yeah. Now, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. He's a, he's a super talent... Um, but now the pressure, like Adelaide, mm. they, you know, uh, no one is as parochial and as one-eyed and as the crowbots. Correct. Going. So if he starts underperforming, well, look out. Pressure. I'm going to get you to read this one out in a okay. second. Just give me one sec here. Oh God, we've gone full nuffy. It is. You can read the full nuff alert. You can read the next one out. Port Adelaide, the pair gets Jason Horn Francis, <laughs> Junior Rioli, um, a future second, Dockers future third. Uh, this, look, this was this was all over the shop. North Herman gets pick two, three, forty, forty three. Ports future first. Giants get pick one, uh, which was interesting. West Coast gets pick eight and twelve. They split their pick two uh, with some futures thrown in. So the headline is Jason Horn. The Hornet, Francis, uh, going to Port Adelaide. Massive get for Port. Mm-hmm. Um, remembering 12 months ago, we are talking about this kid as a generational talent. He still is a generational um, talent. For him to leave after 12 months is still staggering to me. Um, Junior Rioli, uh, who cheated in the 2018 Grand Final <laughs> by blocking uh, Braden Maynard, now goes to the pair. Another reason not to like the pair. Um, and North... Uh, look, I think North probably did as, as well as they could do in a, a shit situation. Uh, they get pick two and three. Um, the two best midfield like Giants are taking a forward. I can't remember his name. So mm-hmm. they get the best two midfielders in the in the draft. Two better than one. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, and then West Coast is smart as well because they're going to pick the best two WA boys at yep. eight and twelve, and no one from Victoria is going to pick them because they're flight risks. So correct. Overall, it was probably as close to a win-win-win as you can get, I reckon. I disagree with that. Okay. I think it was... So four teams are involved, correct? At GWS, yeah. I think it's a win-lose-win-win. So you think North lost? <laughs> Did they ever? You, I mean, you're the, you're, you and Caro haven't been dating, have you? No. Because you no. both seem to have a real hatred for the Shinbos. I don't hate them. Mm. I just think... I just think that I just think they're a joke. <laughs> I just think they're a complete joke if I'm being honest. And look, people accuse me of being a nuffy. That's fine. I mean, the Pro- defense rests. Prove it. Yeah. You can take that to judge Judy. I mean, even she wouldn't wouldn't agree on wouldn't rule in your favor. Mm-hmm. They didn't do their due diligence on this guy. I disagree cuz I think North did their due diligence, I reckon. Um, 
remembering like when he got drafted, he you know he slept the night in the North Melbourne jumper. He was all in. He was all in on wanting to be the number one pick. Like mm-hmm. he was quite um, headstrong about being picked one. Like pick one, he really wanted that. It's, which is it's so I, yeah, exactly. So I don't think they. I don't think this is on North per se in terms of recruiting him. I think it's on North because of the environment he went into. Oh, it was a shocking which, environment. Which is, yeah, which is with, with Noble not being the right coach. Um, three of your head staff leaving half like last twenty twenty one was it. Uh, 2022 was a shit show for North Melbourne. Yeah. Um, so of all the years to have a shit show, it's probably not the one you want when you've got the number one pick generational talent. Correct. Having said that, personally, I think he should have held on for one more year of his contract because, mate, like you got to show a bit of ticker. I don't care if you're 18. Like You, you have to see it out. You have to – you've got a two-year deal. Mm. And I reckon this is on his manager as well, like – See it out for, and then if it's not working after next year with, with if it's Clarker or whoever it might end up being, then go. It's fine. There's a reason why there's two year deals in these rookie contracts. Mm. And it's not one year. It's to stop this shit happening. Yeah. So to force his way out, disappointing for me. I reckon an honourable decision would have been to see it in the next year and then go. See, here's the thing, right? We we don't know. We, we know it was a basket case of a year for them. And yeah. we know that the route that they went with him was tough love. Yeah, and again, that's... was very yeah. tough love. Yeah. Which works for some people, doesn't work for some. Yeah, that's fine. We don't know We don't know the support he got behind closed doors. Might have been great, might have been bad. No, it was great. It was, it was very strong. They threw, they, they they, threw everything they? at him. Yep, 100%. They had Boomer Harvey on his shoulder. Mm. They had as much support as he could possibly get. Sure. From them, yeah. So I, yeah, but I, I, yeah, mm. as I said, you can't. It wasn't that he wasn't supported. I don't agree with the. I don't agree with the um, show some heart notion. Like at the at the it's end of the, so much. Yeah, it's not so much show show some heart, but it's it's see at your obligation. Yeah, we also don't know what advice he's getting from his manager. Look, at the end of the day, some situations are just not going to work. Like obviously, it was a shit year. I get it. Yeah. Um, how much was a year going to change? We we don't know. I have absolutely no fault. And if I was a North Melbourne supporter, thank fuck I'm not. If I was a North Melbourne supporter, I would have been happy to see him go. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah look, it, it, it seemed like it became a toxic environment by the way that some of the North players uh, carried on. Carried on when he left. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and like, which, which again hints at a bad environment, right? Like absolutely. You, like you don't see um you don't see Jack Crisp. Um, throwing grenades at Oliver Henry after yeah. he left, you know, like it's, it, it goes to a bit of maturity both mm. both ways, I think. Yeah, and for me, that, yeah, for me, it's not so much man up or hard. For me, it's just very black and white. It's like there's a reason you got a two year contract. There's mm. a reason why everyone who's drafted has two years. It's to stop this from happening. The Tom Scully stuff. That so to me, it's just like see it that second year. Yeah, at 19, you can make mm. a decision then, and you've yeah. still got. A lot mm-hmm. of years to go, so uh, that's that's what irks me about it. Yeah, look, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Uh, I acknowledge your point. I'm on the other side of it. Yeah, I, that's fine. I, just, I don't have any issues with. I'm a very player pro player kind of this. Like, uh, the biggest thing that people have been like in the ambulance about, right? Is <laughs> is this is this whole like clubs don't have enough power over players, which I think is complete bullshit, right? Yeah, they yeah. have they. They can cut guys. Like, look at look at what's happening with Jack Bowes, 
right? No, I, I agree. With, I, I, we're not disagreeing on that point. So from that notion, I, I hate that notion. Yeah. The fact that players do have power, I think it's very rare for professional sports to do that. Because yeah. you look at the NFL, in the NFL, you can sign a $30 million contract, get cut the next day and see zero of that. Yeah. So I've got no issues with him going, yep, this is a toxic environment. This was a shit year. I don't like this. And and going, I want to go home, right? He's going to walk into a Port Adelaide midfield that he's stacked. Yeah. Uh, North Melbourne's got a good midfield. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. uh, it's it's a good midfield. You it's know, an okay midfield. Davies, Uniac, Simkin, yeah. Ben Cunnington, three three good yeah. footballers. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. North Melbourne is shit. Don't get me wrong. North no, no, Melbourne but their shit. midfield's not that great. No, but it's developing as well. It's developing. It's not the worst midfield. Certainly not. The, it's in bottom five. Anyway, they're three good players. It's bottom, bottom. <laughs> yeah, bottom five. It's bottom five. <laughs> but here's the thing: he's going into a midfield with Ollie Wines, who won a Brownlow a couple of years ago. Yep. Uh, Connor Rosie, mm-hmm. um, all Australian. Travis Boak, dual all Australian. Goat. Um, he is going to get like, and that's just to name a couple. He is going to get such great treatment. He's going to have great leadership. It's just going to be such a more, oh, yeah, such as a better said, environment for as him. As I said, it's, you've got no argument from me mm. that he's going to a better environment. My point is just about the precedent sets leaving after one year. Yeah. Not great. It's not great. I, I can understand that. That's, I also don't care. No, because well, we well, got if, it. If he went to the Crows, I think it would be. If he went to the Crows, I'd be tearing him a new one. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, <laughs> on the other side of this, uh, Junior Rioli. I can understand why a lot of West Coast fans and West Coast in particular are upset about him wanting to leave. Yeah, look, I, yeah, I get it too because they, this is probably the Liam Jones thing I was talking about, right? Mm. Like West Coast had a choice to cut him. Mm-hmm. They could have cut him and then maybe got yeah. conversation when really went somewhere else. They didn't. They stuck fat with him. Yeah. Um, so I get it. But the other side, it's a business. It is really doing the right thing by himself and the fan. I, I don't mind. I don't mind this situation. He, as I, as I said, he cheated to win. West Coast the flag, so he doesn't owe them anything. He's won them yeah. a flag. No, I I, I can see that. Um, Poirier's given him a, a big contract, so uh, he's a great get. I reckon he's a great player. Great get, honestly. Um, if he if his house is in order in terms of his fit, if he's healthy, playing every single game, yeah, he is going to be. A problem. Yeah, he's a great Robbie Gray replacement. Yeah, huge Robbie Gray replacement. So, honestly, I know we've said we don't want to go winners and losers in this trade period, but how do how does Port Adelaide not win this trade period? Well, you, well, you did. Yeah, I don't think you won it. We did. I think. How are we not premiership favourites next year? Oh God, he's got he's gone full <laughs> nuffy. May I remind you, Ken Hinckley, the bloke you hate, is still your coach. Well. Here's the thing, our side is now so good. It doesn't need a coach. It's like the it's it yeah it doesn't. It's like the Lakers when the Lakers won in 2020. Oh god! Uh, who who coached the Lakers in that, uh, that championship? Where you've 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 lost it. You have lost it here. I have. Go Port. You didn't make finals last year. No, that's okay. But now we have and now, two. And now you've got two players and you, you coach yourselves. I mean, we've got a, I mean, we have a, a future Brownlow medalist that we've just got. We've paid almost nothing for him. Yeah. And we've got Jason Horn Francis as well. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, Brisbane get Jack Gunston 
Uh, Hawthorne gets pick 48 and a Lions future fall. So basically this is... Um, Brisbane have become the Hawthorne retirement farm. I obviously mm. Hodge um, and then... Um, great mix, great mistake replacement. Absolutely. He's, he's a much better fit. Uh, so who's the other one that went up there from Hawthorne? I'm forgetting. Uh, Grant Birchall. Grant Birchall. Who's their so runner? Hodge, Birchall and now Gunston um, brings instant leadership. Much better fit in their forward line because their forward line was too top-heavy. McStay, mm-hmm. Danaher and Hipwood, they were... Yep. You know, it was proved when Danaher missed that game, the Hipwood McStay duo worked really yeah. well. And I think Gunson's much more of a lead up forward, gets yeah. in, like super much crafty, mm-hmm. much better, gets in the much better positions, and he'll be able to probably teach Hipwood quite a bit. So Agreed. great get for them. And he's yeah, he had a great season coming off injury twenty twenty one. Had a great twenty twenty two. So seems like a really good guy. Very happy for him. Yep. No, I think it's a great get for the Lions. And I think it's you know good on Hawthorne for giving him a last opportunity to flag. Yep, well said. This is one of my favourite trades, to be honest. Melbourne gets Brody Grundy, Collingwood gets pick 27. Now, there's a lot to unpack here because there's obviously salary that's being retained. So I don't know. So what I've, so what I've heard, allegedly, yep. um, is that Collingwood pay, um, basically, I think it's 160k a year of his salary which was front-ended, so Collingwood's already played, paid a, a fair whack of his right. contract, um, which equals 650K, and Collingwood have paid that now. So mm-hmm. they've, got a, they've completely got Grundy off the books. Uh, so Grundy goes to Melbourne on about 700 a year because Collingwood have paid the difference to mm-hmm. obviously not just year-on-year year, but also front-loaded his contract. So... Um, Melbourne gets a ready-made ruck replacement for Jackson, yeah, um, which, to, to help Grundy, which uh, kind to, of sh- to help Gorn, sorry, which kind of shows you how important Melbourne felt Luke Jackson was. Exactly that the fact that they not only went after another ruckman, yeah, but went after who, and it, this is not even allegedly, when healthy and fully firing, a genuine top probably three ruckman in the AFL. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, like, I think it's pretty common knowledge Grundy didn't handle the hubs well. Uh, his form tapered off quite badly. And then this year was going to be the year that he was going to come back and do do Brody Grundy things, but mm. obviously got injured uh, in round five. So, um, personally, I, it, it's, you know, you want to treat your, your good people well. Mm. He's, um, a, he's a great person. Great person. I, I, you know, we didn't do that with Trelaw. I think mm-hmm. we managed this a lot better and obviously knew – New administration, new manager in Graham Wright was open and honest, yep. and and new sort list of, manager, yeah, and just said to him twelve months out, mate, your contracts are it's yeah. not good it, for this us, it's not workable, we, yeah, it's not workable for us. We need to go in a different direction, and you tell us which club you want to go to, and we'll make it happen. So, win mm. win in that regard. Don't this is a, this is a win win. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah, I think if if. We go to a five interchange bench, which I think it's going to happen next year. It's oh wow! Makes okay. Melbourne super with the injury sub. No, so okay. just five on the bench. Yeah, sure. Um, so you can really rotate your ruckman through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, and he loves playing as much time on ball as possible. And Gorn's body's clearly starting mm. to struggle. Yeah. So it, I think it's a great fit. And then if you get a fully fit, fully firing best of. Edition of Brody Grundy, yeah, that's with Petrarca, scary. 
with all of that shit in that midfield, mm. holy shit! Like that's yeah. you're not going to win a clearance. No, no, you there's not. zero chance you win yeah. a clearance. So they're, they're right back in the and you know with others that they've added, they're right back in the hunt mm-hmm. in Melbourne, I reckon. Um, so see how we go. But yeah, uh, it was yeah. Farewell to Brody Grundy. Um, he was a great servant. Yeah, it, and we don't need to. You don't need to follow up on this comment, but with with Gorn's health, obviously Grundy has had his health issues. A little bit of a risk there. Yep. There is a bit of it. There's kind of a, a little bit of a risk there that yep. both of these guys have got kind of that little injury cloud hovering Absolutely, over them. Absolutely, but it's not smashing their salary cap to get him. No. So worth the wish, worth the risk. Yep. Uh, next trade: Geelong gets Jack Bowes and pick seven. Uh, Gold Coast gets a future third round pick. This, this, I think you you really want to come I'm, off the line. I'm, I'm going to save this for my uh, for our next segment. Right. Yeah. But I hate this. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say on this, um, so it came out that uh, he, he wants to play. Mm. He wants to play, which is fair enough. Yep. No, no player should not be able to play because they are getting paid too much. Yeah, exactly. That is, that is, that's, that's unfair in my opinion. Yep. yep. Um, and if anyone criticise a player, like have a very hard look at yourself – I hope Geelong plays him because apparently Chris Scott sat him down, um, looked him in the eye and said, mate, you are going to play here. Yeah. So I hope for him he plays because yeah, none know, of this there, is there, his fault. There is, no, and there is room in that midfield because Duncan played a lot of half-back. Dangerfield really was pinch-hitting. They've lost Salwood. So I think there's absolutely a place for him. Yeah. Um, but my bugbear is not with that. My bugbear we'll talk about uh, That's fine. a bit later on. We can get to that later on. Uh, Richmond gets Jacob Hopper, uh, picks 53-63. Giants get picked 31 and a Tigers future first round. So, again, it's a salary dump. They can't afford to have him. Uh, Richmond get a really good player, albeit he's had a couple of knee issues. But Hopper, I would rate Hopper... Better than Toronto, and I rate Toronto. Yeah, Hopper Hopper falls in that if he played in Victoria Basket. Yeah, he's big really time. good. He's really like good. that template. He's a yeah. He he's great out of stoppages and really can play. So Richmond, if they get a fully fit Hopper, they've done that really well. That could that could if we do you they know, could the, tip him into the top four. I mean, if they get if they get like peak Hopper yeah. out of this, this trade will look silly. Correct. Like this will look absolutely silly because yeah. that future first round pick, if he's fit and firing with what they've got, that's he's, going to be a crap pick. Well, I mean, yeah, as I said, next year's draft super strong, so anything in the top first round is valuable. But mm. yeah, it's going to be pick back back end 15, 16, 17, yeah. 18. Yeah, yeah. Good luck to him. Yeah, uh, Melbourne gets Lockie Hunter. The Western Bulldogs get a future third round pick. This is a real meh trade to me. I don't get this. Uh, I think Lockie Hunter's had his mental health problems. Um, I think he's had his off-field indiscretions. I don't think it was just. I just don't think. I think he needed a new a fresh start, new environment. Yeah, yeah. And, and so he's. And I think it would be quite similar to Grundy in that I think they would have said to him, "Where do you want to go, mate?" Yeah. Um, and he's probably picked Melbourne. And Mel- Melbourne are, are clearly very good at presenting to players because every time mm. you see a player speak to Melbourne, they come out of that. Pitch presentation, super impressed. I've seen it every like every time I've seen a player speak, even if they don't end up like even um, 
Ch- uh, Chera from yeah. Freo yeah, yeah, Carlton. Yeah. He had Melbourne pitched to him and he came out of that and was like, I want to go to Melbourne Yeah, if you can make it happen. So I think they're super impressive with their pitches and I think Lockie Hunter probably spoke to them and went, yep, this is a place mm. for me. Yeah, good luck to him. Obviously, like yeah, I think it's well doc- documented um, the, the off-field troubles he's had. Um, no one likes to see any player go through any mental health um, uh, battles and uh, he took some time away in the year. So, yep. yeah, hopefully for him... Um, yeah, he can yeah move in the positive positive direction. Premiership player was a, a integral part in that Bulldogs premiership, but um, yeah, it was just one of those yeah I think meh yep. kind of trades for me. Yep. yep, this wasn't a met trade. Now, you want to break down this one because this is a this is a this is a biggie. So this was a three way, um, and this is oh it's a PG rated podcast, oh, please. Uh, a manager trade, <laughs> a manajatwa. <laughs> So Collingwood got Tom Mitchell and pick twenty five. Now, uh, hang on, let me let me go through. Uh, Geelong gets Ollie Henry and Hawthorne gets Cooper Stevens from Geelong and pick forty one and fifty. Now, just rewinding quickly to re- remind you what Geelong gave up to get pick mm-hmm. twenty five. Oh yes, that was that in yeah, that yeah. big pick dump. Yeah, I ran so, out of breath. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so to get that, uh, they gave up. 38, 48, 55, their future second, and their future fourth to get just 25. And then they've given up that 25 pick plus Cooper Stevens, who was a, a, a pick 16, a first-round pick a few years ago. I feel like I've he's to, shown he's shown some in yeah, glimpses. Yeah, yeah, so they've given up all that just to get Ollie Henry, which to me, which is fine, like that's... That's fine, but that shows to me how highly they rated Ollie Henry. Mm. So all this sort of like a little bit, oh, yeah, we, we, whether we get him or we don't get him, you know, we've, like they were obviously mad keen on him. Mm-hmm. And they've obviously been putting work on him, into him for quite a, quite a while. Yep. Um, I think Ollie Henry, to me, it felt like he made his decision about halfway through the year because... He got dropped. He got dropped and he was bad in the VFL. Like yeah. he was not chasing, he was... He just looked dis- disengaged. Which was like the knock on him when he played in the AFL, right? That he's he- well, that was just more about forward pressure. But he, no, that's what I mean. It's like yeah, which is there's no doubt. And his that was offensive. a knock on him in his when he was playing at the Falcons as well. Yeah. well this is before he got drafted. He, his knock on him was his forward pressure. Mm. Clearly, highly skilled, great athlete. But he was just he was just checked out when he went back to the VFL. So I think it's been coming for a while. Um, I'm really bullish on Tom Mitchell in that like Collingwood and. Craig McRae would say it ad nauseum every week. Like, we can't keep getting smashed in the clearances like we yeah. are. Yeah, what so is it? He averages, like, what? Something stupid. Something like, like 30. Th- is it 38? Is it 38 disposals against Collingwood? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm just, he's just a, a clearance pig. Like, yeah. he averages eight clearances a game. Mm. Um, so like he lot. feels that's, that's an absolute need for Collingwood that he, he will immediately help address. So uh, and Collingwood get pick twenty five as well. So mm-hmm. um, Collingwood now have three picks inside the top thirty for a team that finished third. Not bad. And then Hawthorne get a um, you know a, a former first round pick in Cooper Stevens, who's highly rated as well. So mm-hmm. this to me felt like quite a win 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 as well. Yeah, um, I'm happy with uh, Mitchell on twenty five for Henry, um, and Hawthorne will pay a bit of Mitchell's salary. Um, yeah, they're they're clearly moving in a direction. Yeah, exactly. Where so, this and, made and, sense. and and again, he's gone to a club he wants to go to mm-hmm. in 
and they've helped him get there. So interesting. Um, again, there's a part of this that I, I want to get to later on in, in our next segment about Ollie Henry and just his reputational damage. Sure. Which I, I, I don't like. Yeah. Um, there is something on this I want to mention because I feel like we're probably going to be on maybe different sides, which is completely fine. Mm-hmm. Um, something that really bugged me is the – look, Ollie Henry got a lot of stick from Collingwood supporters. Fair enough. Yeah. He doesn't want to be there. He's used the homesick uh, – he's used the homesick card, which – his manager did. Correct. Thank you for saying that because there isn't a single supporter who believes that, right? They know that that's a cop-out and yet they still they still are happy to go. Geelong's 45 minutes away. You know that the homesick is, is not a card he's playing. He doesn't want to be there. Fair enough. Mm. Let's move on. A lot of the stuff that I've seen on Twitter, pretty pretty gross and pretty disgusting, to be honest, about him. He's a young kid. He's made a decision. As you said, he's checked out. Whether you agree with that or not, I'm, I'm not that... No, I'm not, no it's, it's fine. This is what I, want to, I, get, I yeah. want to get into a bit later, but it's it's for me, the manager absolutely butchered this. I'm not... Couldn't, I'm have, not, couldn't yeah. have done any worse. I'm not debating that. Where... Where where this sits where this sits poorly with me is that Collingwood supporters were the first were the first ones to to speak up about the you know the treatment with Jack Ginevan and rightly so with what he copped with the booze with the social media stuff when you know yeah. he he said you know he's got a bit going on and it's been tough and then you know they all of a sudden they forget that and then because this. Because this kid says, hey, I'm a bit homesick. I want to go to Geelong, which is 45 minutes away. They just completely drop their guards and, and drop a lot of shit that they shouldn't drop. If you're looking for a reason out of a Collingwood oh. supporter, then... No, and it, it, this, isn't a Col- <laughs> this isn't a Collingwood thing. This is a every club thing. Yeah, oh. but again, this... Uh, I hate this. I hate no, but, this. But again, to me, this is a, that's this is why I blame the manager. Like, it was mm. shocking communication. Yeah. If, if it had just been honest, this is all, always comes back to mm. this. Be honest and just... Fucking authentic about it. Yeah. And you don't have a problem. If Correct. he just said he wanted to play, he grew up in Geelong. He wants he, to play for he, Geelong. He wants to play for Geelong with his brother. Yeah. that And just keep that line and keep it for the whole trade period. You don't have yep. to say anything else. Yeah. But when it became money and then it became this and then mm. it became homes, like Butchered. Absolutely butchered. Completely butchered, butchered it. And it's Butchery. unfair on him. Yeah. They've damaged the kid's reputation so bad. Yeah. And like the last thing and then we'll move on. But like if you come out with that authentic, genuine response, right? Are people mad? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they, but, but the they, they, thing is, people are, people are really fucking mad with this response. Yeah, exactly. So, because, because people don't like being lied to and bullshitted about. Yeah. yeah and that's why it's like, and obviously I think, the, I think the manager was saying it to Collingwood about him wanting to, because Graham Wright said, it's only forty five minutes up the road, so clearly mm. that communication was happening with them yeah. as well. But just just be honest, just say he wants to play with his brother, he wants to play with Geelong, yeah. And 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 no one's got to begrudge because it's a workplace situation. It's like I want to work here, okay, that's fine. People mm. can work where they want to work. Exactly. He's, he's, and this is getting back to my Horn Francis point. He served his two years, mm-hmm. and now he's got the right to move. Yeah, that's why I don't have a problem with it. Yep, not well said. One of the biggest trades, uh, Josh Dunkley gets to Brisbane um, for a two first round picks, a second round pick, and there's stuff on either side. What do you make of this one? Um, yeah, 
I think I think you know considering um, the Bulldogs did as probably well as they're going to get. Considering they didn't have as you know the the Lions being a top four side didn't have a lot of um, collateral to no. offer Bulldogs, so Which, it was always going to be a struggle. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Dunkley leaving. Um, I mean, he tried to leave last year. Yeah, so clearly something wasn't right there. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but clearly he just didn't want to be there. Mm. Um, but, again, he served his he served his time, won a best and fairest. Yeah. So you can't say he ever threw in the This town. year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. just won it. So, um, great get for Brisbane. That's why I'm bullish on Brisbane now. I yeah. think they've got, they've got a really strong, yeah. you know, they've added Gunston and Dunkley to a side that's already top four, as I mm. said, so. I don't have it in my DNA to, to do this, but if I did, I would have put Brisbane in my buying because of what they managed to accomplish here. Yeah. Obviously, with Will Ashcroft coming in. Yeah, he's basically, it's, it's like he'll have a Nick Dacos season. Yeah, that, they but there was a limit that they could go to. Yeah. And the Bulldogs were huff a puff, you know, yeah, like exactly. we'll blow the house down and put him into the preseason draft. Yeah, and look, and I can I, I can get why dogs were frustrated because they're probably just frustrated because of, like, of all the bloody teams you picked, mate, you picked Brisbane who can't mm. give us much. So if they had to pick Port, mm-hmm. they would have been able to get a fair bit more before the Horn, yeah. Horn Francis stuff, you know what I mean? So they, they've they're probably frustration lies more in the fact that he picked a team that couldn't really deal with them as much as they wanted to. Yeah, but, but um, um, yeah, well done to Brisbane. That's a super get, honestly, for, for what they gave up. Um, there's no doubting he's a stupid, stupid good player. Yep, absolutely. Uh, the Bulldogs get Rory lobbed. Um, Rory's lobbed <laughs> at the Bulldogs. Oh, God. Um, Rory's lobbed. Frio, <laughs> Frio gets pick 30 in a future second-round pick. I. We talked about this all year. I, I don't see why yeah. Bulldogs have done this. How does this make sense? The only sense it makes because Darcy Darcy will play should play forward. How good does he look as a forward? He looks so good, and yeah. with um, um, Jamara, yeah, and Norton. I was I would say naturally I'd probably say well maybe they're looking at playing Norton back. They're not. He's they don't want forward. to, but they should. They're going to maybe look at Josh Bruce going back. They've obviously oh, got boy. Jones back. One of them's going back, and I, it, it Clearly, can't be Darcy. No, Darcy. Darcy should should start forward. Yeah, uh, that's what I think they're going to do, though. Uh, and it's a it'd be a massive mistake to me. I don't know. Look, Rory Lobb's super. He's 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 such a tease. Like he could be. Yeah, could I know. Be anything, could be anything. Could be anything. Um, mm. and he and he's good. But he's, and he, and he he's probably had his best. Th- career. He's also thirty. Yeah, and he probably so, had a career season for yeah for him this year. So. Uh, look, the Bulldogs obviously know what they're doing. Mm. Um, and Frio didn't want to lose him, but in the end they get a future second round and pick 30. So, again, that, uh, to me, the f- any future pick one or first or second round for next year is gold because yeah. the draft is, 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 is as close to a super draft as we've had since mm. the last super draft. Um, with, yeah. Um, yeah, Hodgie and one thing, Judd. One thing I do, I am thinking about here is like, so... We're obviously we're we're not at like North American sports in terms of this like trade deadline stuff, right? Yeah. So the the trading of picks and all this sort of jazz, it is still while it's been around for a few seasons, it's still relatively new. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I do feel like clubs are kind of just like they're 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 not thinking long term, right? They're just going like, oh, what's a future second round pick? Like in three years, we'll deal with this later. 
Yeah, there's, kind of there's, there's definitely definitely an element of that. I think um, even like, even the fact that the AFL only changed the rule around a salary dumping being allowed, mm. um, like just before the trade period started, shows just how far behind we are. There. It, yeah, we're miles. We're genuinely miles behind. Yeah. Uh, last trade, Fremantle gets Jaeger O'Meara very late. I believe this was the la- this was the last trade done. Yep. Uh, Hawthorne gets uh, Lloyd Meek. Lloyd, and a, Lloyd, and a future second round pick. Yeah. Um, like again, this is just Hawthorne um, faring saying farewell to mm-hmm. you know, a player that's not in their long mid to long term plans. They clearly. Yeah, all out on a rebuild. Yeah, um, Amira. He was he, again. Oh, not a tease. It's just his body's let him down. Yeah, big time. Uh, he, he is a good. He's a, he would have been a superstar if yeah. Oh, at yeah. Gold Coast before he did his first injury, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but I, look, he complements Ferro's midfield perfectly. Yeah, depth. He can't have enough depth running through the midfield. And again, if we open up five. Five on the bench, mm-hmm. just that midfield rotation, just how to scout it, get them all through there. Yeah, you know um, what I, you know what I'm thinking. So, so at Hawthorne this year, he kind of played that midfield into half forward, a half forward thing, which he probably yeah. hasn't done before in no, his career. Exactly, yeah. What Frio, what Frio need is, uh, what's perfect for Frio is getting a someone to rotate with five. So, yeah. So five can go in the midfield. And then he can he can just interchange with O'Meara. Like, does that not feel like yeah, exactly. the perfect kind of like rotation? Yeah, I, I think O'Meara plays like I think you play like sort of sixty percent gay time. Mm. Um and has unbelievable biceps. Oh, the the Glistening. arms are oh, amazing. Amazing. There's only I think there's only two people in the world who have more glistening pipage than Jaeger O'Meara. One is Nat Fife. Yeah. Ironically. And the other one is Michael Misson, who coaches the Heidelberg West Football Club. Yeah, which is, I mean, he's just Adonis level. He, he really is, was looking Adonis level in the in his bag of fruit last Saturday night when I saw him too. So on your not, mic. not to get off topic there, but Lloyd Meek, do you know much about him? Nothing. I've seen him uh, a little bit. I like him. Freeman, uh, sorry, Hawthorne Nita Ruckman. Yep. There's, there's a bit there. Okay. I think there's a bit there. Uh, I would have loved for Port to go and grab him. Uh, I think he, he would have been the perfect fit for us because we tried to get Radagalia. Mm. Um, yeah, I think Lloyd Meek is a Lloyd Meek is. I think we'll we'll see a full season under him, and I think people will 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 be a bit surprised by by what he produces. So part of the the big Hawthorne rebuild for sure. Yeah. So there we are. That's the there's a there's a bit there, Jesus. And we cut out heaps of stuff. I know. But uh, yeah. That's the uh, that's the trades that were run and won, and um, it's probably time for us now to throw over to everyone's favourite segment. Oh, we love this segment. God, I love this segment. It's it's our favorite time of the year. It's like Christmas. It's like Christmas, but we do it every like two yeah. weeks. It's like a, it's like a 
Regular Christmas. Yeah. You can open your oh, first okay. present. What am I buying? My first buy is Rocky. Oh. Not the movie. Not Balboa. Oh, the mascot. The Denver Nuggets yes. mascot. I like he, this. This is a great start. He is the highest paid mascot in the NBA, and I'm going to guess the world. Oh, has to be. He earns 625000 US dollars annually is his salary. Which is, a, which is yeah. 10 times the average salary of an NBA mascot. Which is the average NBA mascot earns 60, 60K. Which is pretty good. 60K is pretty good. I'm not for 41 home games yeah. and a couple of birthday yeah. parties. So he earns $625,000. Now, clearly he's a. Like, you, you see what he does. Uh, look, look, look him up if you want to look him up. But, like, you know, he's, he's a clearly. He's uh, an athletic freak. He's an athletic freak. I, I dare say probably Olympic gymnast level yep. athleticism. You know, dunking two balls and just going bananas. Um, but then, when you look at the Nuggets' yearly revenue, which is one hundred eighty-five million dollars a year, mm. it's probably about right. Seems seems fair <laughs> for someone who's yeah. going to entertain the fans every home game for forty odd mm. games. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just found it extraordinary that, that that's his annual salary um, for a mascot. Have you seen the video of him? It was a probably not the same guy we're talking about now or girl, uh, because this person obviously got fired after this. They were being lowered in from the roof and they fainted. Oh, and so this is Rocky, like yeah, literal this Rocky, is the Rocky one. <laughs> yeah, this is like Rocky one was being lowered in from the roof to be like some like spectacular thing. Fainted, yeah. so the most haunting thing ever. It's like. The mascot is like literally looks like it's dead. It's limped. And it's just been lowered in. And you're like, you're like, bring it back up, bring it back up. The kids are all like screaming. Reverse, reverse. <laughs> What's going on with Rocky? <laughs> uh, very, very funny. Yeah, well, maybe that's why you gotta you got to pay. You know, if you want to get your mascots not to faint on the job, you got to pay top dollar. Yeah, great first buy. Uh, my first buy is a young man named Teague Wiley who is a young cricketer mm-hmm. from the from Western Australia. Now, oh, yes, okay, yep. He yep. made uh, 100 yep. uh, on the weekend, pretty a pretty good 100 as well, yep. and was very nonchalant in his celebration. Now, Love that. Now, the people, I think, were a bit curious as to, you know, like, it's his first 100, his first Sheffield Shield 100. <laughs> uh, he said, and I quote, Tax accountants don't celebrate when they do their tax return, so I shouldn't celebrate scoring a hundred. Love it! I love that mentality because it's like I'm here to do a job. My job is to make runs, and when I make runs, I'm just doing my job. I love this kid. Yeah, he's so much. He famously was facing 160 kilometer an hour pills in the nets as a 14 year old. You are shitting me. So he's he's got an eye like a dead fish. Like he can play. Yeah. Wow, clearly, that so, is just. Yeah. I, I couldn't. I can't even look at that. I can't watch. No, that. You, if if you if any normal human cop a ball that fast coming at him, they would. You're not, dead. Yeah, basically, and he was doing that as fourteen. So he's a he's a prodigy. Yeah. Oh, he has to be with that mentality. Yeah. Playing Sheffield Shield. Yeah. And so, how old is he now? Do you know? Good question. Question he's eighteen. Notice. Sorry, yeah, I think he's eighteen. He's eighteen. Yeah. So, 
he is going to have a bright, bright future yeah, ahead with future that attitude. For Australia. Yeah, bloody oath. That's exciting. Oh, I love it. I love, just, I love, it's nothing like when a good young cricketer comes yeah. on the scene for Aussies and you're like, Come on, this yeah, is the bloke we're going to get behind for the next 10 years. You just get so excited. We're going to sink piss and watch this bloke score hundreds. You know, love that shit. I wonder what I wonder what it's like for someone from England. Like, because they obviously don't get that. They're just like, they'll see like maybe like a 29-year-old who's out of favour <laughs> and they go, geez, I hope he's got an English grandparent. Well, the closest they had was when Jeffrey Archer, like in that test series, um, when, he, when he badged Smith... Um, like that was exciting. It was like, here we go. Here's the talent. And then straight after that, he got injured. Hasn't yeah. played since, really. Good on him. <laughs> Learn how to step behind the crease. So, yeah, uh, Teague Wiley is my first buy and yeah, very excited Great to watch buy. him in the Great Sheffield buy. Shield this summer. Um, my second buy is, and the reason why I've got this guy in here is because it's more of a sort of overarching about how you can cre- you can start a career as a villain and you can end it as a hero mm-hmm. and as you mature and you grow up um, and you just get a bit of perspective, I suppose. But, yeah, Joel Selwood, for me, um, obviously had an unbelievable career. Yep, no no doubt. 40 finals, winning average was off the off its head. Um, finished with the you know the grand final, but it was the, what he was doing off field, obviously, um, that really sort of stood out. Winning the Jim Steins Medal, um, you know the relationship he had with their water boy, oh, yeah. you know, um, and just I, I don't know if you saw the um, Xavier Ellis um, videos that he posted with his son. Yes, like, super yeah. like just so like Joel Selwood, you know, at the start of the career, you could tell it was just someone who was just super combative as. Um, competitive as anyone ever mm. could be just all about that and then as he's matured and grown up he's he's become you know he's seen the bigger picture um and again i, I don't want to name drop but i will but every, i think i've mentioned this before as well as like every time i you deal with him in terms of my job mm. one of the great blokes like you know remembers who you are shakes your hand asks how you're going Gen- yeah. like genuinely you know it's not just doing it to, it's not, to it's tick not a box. Fake. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's genuine. So he makes like mental notes. He's like Tim he's, Bald. Uh, Tim Bald, um, <laughs> amazing rig. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I thank Joel Handsome. for that. <laughs> <laughs> Could have um, played AFL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, P Hut. Uh, so no, but like yeah. So for, for me, it's great that you can see um, athletes sort of you know, and 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 in the end, it did become the Joel Selwood show, but. I think well-deserved, and he, he'll go into the Hall of Fame, no doubt. Yes, uh, couldn't agree more, and that's a really good buy. Um, very well said, and my next buy, is, this is just going to look horrible in comparison to you know how noble everything that you just said is. <laughs> um, my second buy is a North Melbourne membership um, because they need everyone they can buying them. <laughs> so I feel like I'm just going to help them out. Will you buy one? I'll buy one. Yeah, I'll buy like a I'll buy a cheap one. What's a, like a pet one? Yeah, probably. I'll buy one for I'll buy, buy one, one for Finn. I'll buy one for Finn. Um, because yeah, they they need that. Like, I feel like what we took from them, um, <laughs> was it wasn't it wasn't right. So oh, I love this. this I'm gonna do my part, and I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a North Melbourne membership. Because can, can you can you buy it, and then like. Just sort of do it like a real nuffy North supporter, lose the plot and microwave it halfway through the year. Oh, fucking earth. Yeah. 
<laughs> or do it after round one when they lose mm. by like 400 points. Yeah, like just make a big deal of it on socials. Yeah. At North Melbourne, I've had enough of this. Yeah, and I'll use the same like I should use the same hashtag that um, the same promo code that um, Zerhar's forty dollar tote bag. Like, <laughs> I ne- we need to talk about that is because everyone was like, "Oh, look at this incredible!" Like, you know, him taking a pot shot. Well, it wasn't incredible. It was. It was just really weird that. Yeah, as I said, like, as I mentioned, like you, you just don't uh, the maturity in both levels like, from the p- departed and also from the one who stayed. Like, you just yeah. don't see that come out often. So no. And who's buying a $25 tote bag? Well, I mean, I bought two, but, um, <laughs> but only because the stitching was beautiful. I don't know if you noticed the stitching. Um, for uh, those people who don't know what we're talking about, uh, Cam Zerha has a side hustle. Um, I think it's called like the... No uh, free ads. No, no. I nearly, no, did, I nearly no gave free him a free ads. ad. I nearly gave him a free ad. No, um, he's not getting one on this show. He's got a side hustle... And anyway, he um, he posted like a, a, a code to get a discount. The, the code was Hornet Gone for a ten percent discount of a tote bag, which was probably made in like a Bali and cost two for cents. Two cents. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, as I said, but yeah, cool, cool. Like to all you North Melbourne fans who bought that and just cool you know, story. Cool. Good on you. Yeah. Um, look forward to joining the membership ranks with the other yeah. ninety eight. Well, people. when you actually, we should when yeah, let's talk off off uh, off mic about what we can do about your purchase for that membership. And Absolutely. Maybe go on a journey with you there. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, my third buy. Uh, I'm, I'm going off. I'm going off the track here. Um, it's the pioneers. Mm-hmm. It's the people in history who've put their body on the line to advance the human race. Yeah. And but what I mean by that is like, who was the first person to eat an egg? Yeah, yeah good you one. I saw an egg and went, I'm going to eat that. It's a, it's a chicken fetus, but I'm going to put that in my guts. Yeah. Who was the first person to decide to eat that poisonous puffer fish or give it a go? And, uh, you, know, yeah. you know, the evolution, you know, mushrooms. You got, you know, one, one mushroom gives you a good dose of vitamin K, one mushroom... Mm-hmm. Get you as high as a kite. One yep. mushroom is poisonous. And I can you. confirm that. Yep. So, you know, it's the people who are just risk takers and pioneers putting their body on the line to advance the human race. And and the reason I got to this is I was watching a, a video from uh, Dr. Carl, the science bloke. You know, that guy with the glasses. No. I, lo- I love this, though. Anyway, this, so, is, this is great. So, Dr. Carl, he's like a science dude, like real knowledgeable, gets asked a whole heap of questions and he answers them. Anyway, mm. so someone asked, um, there's a claim that you can taste soy sauce with your testicles. Okay. And so what I mean by that is that... Guess they, what I'm trying. They reckon, they reckon if you dip your plums in some soy sauce, you can taste it with your brain. I'm trying this. I'm not kidding. <laughs> so, again, this is evolution. This yeah. is people putting their body on a line to advance the human race. How did someone get to this? How did someone decide that I'm going to dip my nuts... In a bowl of soy sauce, or for the benefit of finding out whether I can taste it or not. How do we get there? Like that's body on the line. Mm. So I am gonna. Here's cheers to the pioneers. To the pioneers. To the pioneers. Hip hip. Hooray! Fucking lunatics. Yeah, that's um, great. So that's that's my third buy. That's your. That's a great buy. Uh my. <laughs> My last buy is ankle stability. 
Oh, Jesus. And I'm buying that because I need it so badly. Mm. My ankles... Are cankles. They're not cankles. They look good. Oh, okay. But they, they're honestly... They're in about as good shape as Essendon CEO tenureship. <laughs> they are just in a bad way. <laughs> For those who aren't uh, familiar with the Victorian badminton scene, unfortunately, I've had to pull the pin on oh. the season. Yeah. Wow. Ligament this, damage in both ankles. This goes to... Like, this puts your Commonwealth Games... I, I, I'm fearful. Uh, I'm very fearful too because mm. I'll be honest with you. So I was playing singles and doubles. No, um, doubles players. weren't... Doubles was fine. Um, I played doubles... That's it, fine, but singles was it was I was I was that you know pioneer, yeah. Trying to because I hadn't played singles before and yep. I was looking like year one Gold Coast Suns to start, yeah. But there was a, a a month in the middle. The last three weeks were really good. Um, I won a few games and was super super competitive. In my losses against uh, guys who I was getting absolutely belted by. So mm-hmm. things were looking good, but my ankles. Ankles gave way yep. multiple times, and it's just—it's no good. It feels like it's a young man's game. I need... my body is in such a bad shape. <laughs> such bad shape. So I desperately need to buy ankle stability, okay. like more than anything. You need those because I'm um, not giving up on the Commonwealth. The best games. way to do it is those—you know—those the ball that's on the plank, yeah. circular plank, and you. That's what I'm. Yeah, get a balance with one that's foot, like part of my rehab. Yeah. In, Possible to do. It is. You should see the stuff I have to do. Yeah, it's, it's like so hard. Yeah, yeah. So watch this space because there could be unfortunate. It, it, I'm hoping I don't have to go under the knife, but who knows? Yeah. So well, fingers crossed. Thoughts and prayers with you, my friend. Th- th- I I really did need those, and I needed I needed to talk about myself. <laughs> so I've done that. Mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> so that's um, my last buy. All right. So selling. I've got a few cells here, but my first one, and we discussed this on, on the text machine, is Matt Rendell <laughs> and, broadly speaking, the trade radio sort of nuff-nuffs. Oh, my out. God. Like, the human headline. I get the, the shtick is very basic. It's It's, say, controversial stuff to generate discussion, especially when you're on air. They're probably on air, what, eight hours a day? I don't know. There's they, not a feel, lot to talk about. No, there's nothing to talk about, really, and they need to feel a lot of content, so they say stupid stuff to get to, to cause debate and mm. conversation. That. But my problem with this guy and with some of the others as well is that at least put a bit of prep in. Oh, how bad is it? Like we do more prep for this yeah. than they do, and they're on a, a syndicated, commercial sponsored. They're paid and get paid to do it. We're not paid, and they and they just it's just it's absolute amateur it's, it's, enough oh, areas, especially with him. Like yeah, it's amazing how like he was talking about a guy from GWS. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah. He's and like, he was delisted. Yeah, exactly. He was talking about how oh, they've got key depth with him, and then it's like, well, actually, he got delisted two weeks he, ago. And he's signed with like Curry Rupp. Like he's not in the AFL system anymore. No, no. So, and and like even like I heard like again like just this is just this is just constructive criticism. But like Brendan Goddard was on and asking what a future what a future round pick was. He should be explaining that to the listeners, not having him yes. asking 
while people are listening, what a future <laughs> round pick is. Like, you, yeah. you, you need to do a bit of prep here. And I think it's just a respect to your audience and your customers and your listeners. And take some, a bit of prep. Take some pride in your yeah, performance. Take, yeah, exactly. So don't just take the pay, paycheck, rock up, and talk shit. Yeah, I feel um, like with I feel like with Matt Rendell, right? Like he's a he's one of those old school AFL systems kind of guys. Fair enough. I don't think he's in, he's not attached to any team now. No, obviously, no. Um, he, he's kind of rolled out for this every year. Yeah, exactly. And he's and he's absolutely entitled to his opinion. But just have a little put bit some, of... Have, have yeah. some pride, put some prep in. It yeah, is really exactly. not hard. Yeah, exactly. Because um, it, it is, you know, it's it's dis, it's disrespectful to... It's disrespectful to, to other media members. Yeah. Um, like Stephen Silvani was on it. Loved loved what yeah, he... Yeah, exactly. He yeah, was great. I, yeah, exactly. Um, our man, Riley Beveridge, oh, um, from, yes. the, from the Green Wedge. Yeah. Like, guys like that have clearly put in the time, clearly put in the effort, care a lot, um, and come up with some really good stuff. So... Yeah, that that stuff annoys me um, because yeah. that is like a that's a slap in the face to say someone who is in the industry who's trying to get in who's trying to get in would absolutely love this yeah love that sort of um, spotlight and and do do good with it yeah and so, they kind of don't so, so yeah it's just it's annoying the other the other sort of like a segue here but the other thing I was thinking about with trade radio and all the sort of and and even like this is like big footy and. And all these different forums, but can you imagine? Just say, just say, um, there's a strike, and all the list managers and recruiters at all the clubs they've gone on strike, right? And the clubs are like, <laughs> a lot of shit. clubs would be happy. <laughs> no, but they're all like, shit. What are we going to do? How are we going to fill these roles? And I go, you know what? We're going to turn to the people of Big Footy oh, and Trade Radio. Yes. And we're going to fill these positions with these passionate supporters. Yeah. Who have nothing but the best interests at heart. Yeah. How quickly would it become a complete shit show? Oh, you, a week? You know how much I like a shit show. <laughs> I would love to say I that's, there's something in that. There's yeah. something in just having these guys who ring up and say, Whoa, this is the worst thing or whatever and just and the people who you know, yeah. every you know, oh, we should we should trade, you know, a future fourth for him. Why he's not worth yeah. a future you know, all these guys. It's always like find his final siren. Now yeah, yeah. Mark all, and Epping. It's, it's all these people. Put them in yeah. charge of a list and watch it turn <laughs> to shit. It would be so much fun. Yeah. Mark wants to talk about Carlton. Mark, what have you got for it? Yeah, thanks Mark for for having me on. It's just, I'm just not sure about Patrick Cripps' desire to win. Oh, it's always that was my favorite. Like that was my favorite thing after leaving a football game, <laughs> listening to Finey's final siren. Yeah, yeah, they should have got rid of it. Actually, yeah, that is a great sell. But that's yeah, uh, it's kind of like if the Olympics this and this this would make the Olympics so much better than what it already is, and, when it, and it's already great. Every event gets one average Joe. Yeah, exactly. Like just, just so you get, you get a bit of perspective of just how good these people are. Yeah, and like these people. They go. They go into. I've already mapped this. They go into a draft, but they are not allowed to train. Yeah. So they don't know what event they're going into, <laughs> and they're actually not allowed to physically get into shape before. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Uh, so yeah, good first sell. My first sell is Russell Wilson of the Denver Broncos in the NFL, formerly the Seahawks. Correct. Yep. Now, if you don't know who Russell Wilson is. Russell Wilson's just signed about a 250 million dollar ticket. Yep. He was very vocal about 
uh, getting out of Seattle and all this stuff, and he's won a Super Bowl, and he is quite possibly the biggest flog in the sporting landscape at the moment. Why? What was he? Why he is so corny? He does all these. He does all these videos, and this has created a lot of unsavory memeage. Mm, and I'm going to ex- I'm going to explain one in a sec, which you might find it funny, or you might not. So he did this video, sort of. He says this thing. He says, "Broncos country, let's ride." It's like, "Let's ride." And he does it at press conferences after they lose. Oh, so it's his little tagline. He's, he's little, trying, to, trying to make it a thing. Yeah, trying to make it a thing, and it just it looks. It makes watching in the video. It makes you so visibly uncomfortable watching it. And he's got another commercial with... He does a lot of TikToks and stuff, yeah. right? And he does like... He's a big man of faith. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just... This reeks of a no one in his inner circle having the guts to tell him that he looks like a fucking... No, idiot. not a single person. Yeah. And um, so the Broncos have started off poorly. Yeah. Um, and someone put... Um, someone put a, a... You know, it's like Russell Wilson saying, Broncos country, let's ride. And then below that, it put the ride, and the, <laughs> and the photo is the car that JFK's in. Oh. I, that's good memeage. That is that is um, clever. Clever. There's a lot of good memes going around right yeah. now, but everything he does is just very, just it's very cringeworthy. It's very me, 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 and they're playing awful. Like, they're yeah. awful to watch. They're always on prime time. Like, I'm just so sick of watching it. He's my He was my fantasy football quarterback. I'm 4-1 and one somehow with piss-poor quarterback performances, yeah. if I'm being honest. Yeah. We're, we're in the sixth we're – in, we're in round six, right? Guess how many, guess how many starting quarterbacks I've had? Uh, I don't know. Six. <laughs> I'm on to my six different quarterback. That's how much that's how much of a shit show it's been, and I'm still four and one. So go. he's my first sale because honestly, he's I want to put him in the bin so badly right now, it's not funny. Well, it sounds like he's deep deep in that bin. That's right. That's right. Um Yeah, so my next one is and I we touched on it earlier and I wanted to mention it now is is the the Jack um and I know everyone's just gone through a whole heap of the trade stuff, so I won't I won't linger on this. But the Jake um, Bowes trade with Geelong, my problem with it is that, um, and it's a loop, loophole. I reckon it's, it's it will be closed off. I think it was a one time only that mm-hmm. this could happen. But basically, um, it's a it's a historical trade for the wrong reasons. In that, but so Bowes is on one point six million dollars. For two years, right? And I Gold think I know Coast, where you're going here, yeah. And Gold Coast are like, we can't afford to pay this. We need to do a salary dump. Yeah. Now, Bose picks Geelong. It doesn't matter who the team is. I'm not p- picking on Geelong here at all. It could have been St. Kilda or Essendon. I don't give a shit. Um, but the fact that Geelong are then able to take that $1.6 and then smooth it over multiple yeah. years. I don't get this. They're not taking the hit that Gold Coast no. took. All they're doing is renegotiating his deal and getting... Rewarded, rewarded, rewarded for, for with, a, with a pick seven. Like so, by extending the contract, they're minimising any impact of that salary dump. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, I agree. It's ridiculous, and it's such a loophole. And it probably goes to the fact that they introduced yes yeah. so late before the trade period that they mm-hmm. didn't quite they didn't cross the, have the, that loophole covered. Yeah, yeah. And so now, 
Like, it should be like the NBA where your contract is traded with you. You can't renegotiate it. You can't mm-hmm. smooth it. Yep. And that's when it becomes a genuine discussion, a genuine right. How can we get this contract off our books? And the other team going, can we afford 1.6 over 2? Is it worth the hit? You know, it's like, and, and, yeah. And like, so if that if they had to close that loophole off, I, w- I reckon you're probably looking at North, Hawthorne and Essendon, St. maybe St. Kilda being over yeah. the 40. St. Kilda That's came it. to the table late on him, yeah. And what are those four teams got in common? Yeah. They're all bottom four or yeah. bottom eight teams. Yeah. So automatically they're getting a ready-made midfielder mm. and a top ten pick yeah. for taking on that contract. Mm. And then it evens the competition out. At the moment, you end up getting the Premier doing it. It's just craziness. So Here's the thing that I thought originally when I, when I heard about the contract renegotiation. Two things. One... What, if Gold Coast, if Gold Coast could have renegotiated that contract to, to what it was, I bet you he's staying, right? And two, I wonder if they knew, because what they gave up for it was was like a pretty pretty was, penny. Uh, it was massive, yeah. Like if you're if you're telling me they honestly knew that Geelong could go and renegotiate this contract, yeah, and they're still giving up pick seven. I think that's I no, think there's, exactly. there's and, mayo and, on that, and it, yeah, it's just the whole thing's weird because like they they it was common knowledge really early that they're going to give pick seven up. Mm, yeah, well, that's that's the end of your negotiating period, not the start of yeah. it. So um, it's it's one of the it's clearly the worst deal of all time. Yeah, the loopholes like they've got to close that off. I, so I, I I am strongly of the belief that the AFL didn't see that coming. No, they didn't. No, yeah. I, don't, I don't reckon. And Gold Coast was the same. And Geelong. Well, and, and again, it, Geelong just no, got... Yeah, nothing against Geelong. Like, no, they, they got... They got they they put their case forward to, yep. to Bose. He picked them, and that's fine. Yep. I have no problem with Geelong. I have a massive problem with him, them being able to smooth out his contract. Um, and the other thing I just want to quickly touch on in my other sale with Ollie Henry, I don't, again, we've, we've gone over it, but it's just that trade and subsequent reputation damage that can happen to these kids... It's not communicated properly. Yeah, as we you know, as we talked about. So because because players get labelled, they get yeah, exactly. la- they get labelled well, something, just, right? Well, that's going to stick with Henry for a long. Like the um, home. Oh, he's homesick. He's forty five minutes up the yeah. road. It didn't have. It didn't need to happen. Is what. Yeah, was what I'm saying. So I think um, managers need to be a lot more shrewd mm-hmm. in how they handle this. Um, you can't because because it it doesn't stick with them. Henry's manager goes to sleep well at night. No one knows who he is. <laughs> exactly. But Henry, for the next five years, is going to be, you know, oh, is your mummy going to tuck you in? All this kind of crap. That's bullshit. Yeah. But but that's yeah. But that's what's happened. So for me, I'm selling that side of things. We've got to be better. Yeah. We've got no, to be, well they're, said. They're going to be better. Yeah. My next sell is none other than where 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 Wayne Bennett. He's on the ambulance, is he? Oh, oh, he's got his own personalised ambulance. Wayne oh. Bennett, once again, a man who's been very close to being in the firing line of mine. Looks he's like, finally made it. Looks like you're here. Welcome, Wayne. He's Welcome to the it. refill, my friend. Welcome to the refill, Wayne, you old dinosaur. If you could figure <laughs> out what podcasts are, you'd probably hear this. But you won't. You'd be in bed. 
Wayne Bennett, coach of the Redcliffe Dolphins, which is mm-hmm. the new franchise team coming into the NRL next year, which yep. just with vanilla Coke-styled jerseys, which are awful. And they've basically signed like three or four Melbourne Storm players already. They've yeah. taken enough, but they were red hot after uh, Cam Munster, yep. the best player in the world. Yep. There's no question about that. They lost. Yeah. Wayne lost. Sorry, He's staying. Wayne. No, I'm not sorry. He's staying at the Storm. Yep. And Wow Wow Wayne has come out and said that Cam Munster is not a man because he, you know, he wouldn't come up and make the or make a phone call or to say that hey, thanks for your thanks for your interest, but we're not. I'm not going with you. He's like, you know, he's not a real man. All this. Honestly, Wayne, you need a nap or a <laughs> Snickers. You lost. You should be used to losing to the Storm. You should be used to it by now. You lost fair and square. <laughs> Your team's going to be shit next year. And you're not going to have the best player in the world. So when you get the courtesy bus to the RSL, have an extra beer on me. I will pay for it. I'm going to pay for a North Melbourne membership. You I will are, you buy are, you. You are handing out the treats. I me. will buy him a membership at the Redcliffe Leagues Club. There you go. He can go in there. He can have a, couple, he can have a senior's meal on me. You know what? I'll throw in a Kino ticket. Perfect. There we go. So, Wayne, enjoy next year with a shit number six because the best number six in the world is staying in Melbourne because we are the storm from Melbourne town. We'll blow the others out of town. We are the storm when we're number one. So, welcome, Wayne. Good on you, Wayne. Um, my last sell, I, I'm, I, don't, I don't really understand... Why this is a popular thing? I don't understand it. I bet you I like this. <laughs> you might. There's every chance. There's every chance. But so, Ted Lasso. Oh no! It is. It's fucking. It, sorry. No, that's fine. It's junk. Yeah. It. So it's won all these Emmys. Yeah. And it's got this like a, a rating of like um, I am. IMDB rating of like 8.2 or something, whatever it might be. A high rating. Emmy winner. Mm. Everyone's going off about it. I'm like, and I hadn't watched it for a while and I've heard good reviews. I'm like, okay, we've got to watch this. So I yeah. sat down and watched it um, with my wife. We were both keen to watch it. Okay, let's watch it. It is so cheesy and corny and not funny and shit. And I'm, I'm just like, does this get better? And yeah. then I heard uh, we uh, we uh, we just like we watched season one just to get through it. Where did it land with Erin? Was she on the she same? She hated boat? it. Oh yeah. right, yep. Um, we didn't. We we're like, and apparently season two is worse. And we're like, we're not watching season two. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, how's how's it even get nominated for an Emmy, yeah. let alone win an Emmy? So what is it, what's happened? Explain it to me. Someone explain to me why Ted Lasso <laughs> is popular because it's crap. So Caitlin loves it. Oh, sorry, Caitlin. And. I I think I've I haven't finished it. Like I watched one season one, season two, and I think parts of season three. Right? I watched it with her. I guarantee you she hated watching it with me. Because I spent the entire time going this 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 would not happen. Well, yeah, it's this not, it's, doesn't happen. No, and it's not even that. It's just like it's just so the accent. choreographed yeah. and it's so sugary sweet like your teeth rot yeah like it and yeah the accent 
It's and I really like Jason Sudeikis, the lead. Yeah, uh, Ted is a great actor, mm-hmm. a really yeah. funny dude. Like, if you haven't seen, um, oh, what's the um, <laughs> what's the movie with Owen Wilson? Where Hall Pass. Yeah, Hall Pass. Uh, <laughs> that um, is an unreal movie. Um, and horrible bosses. Mm. Awesome in both of those. Yeah, and he's really he's really good. Too. And he actually did a like really indie movie with um. Uh, Anne Hathaway, which was great as well. So I really like him. Yeah. This is, and I know he's got you – know, I think he, he, he wrote a bit of this or whatever, but it's it's crap. Uh, and sorry if you like it, but I for me it's just so American cheesy in set in London. Crap. No, selling. <laughs> it's actually angered me. Yeah, no, and I'm not going to like even try and convince you. Like I didn't – it was like it – was, it wasn't like an easy watch for me. No. Like, yeah. But yeah, as you say, like it's none of it's authentic. Like, yeah, no, no. And my last sell is also of the TV variety. Okay. Now this is a this is a tough one because I'm going to give you a sentence, and I'm going to just stop, right? Because we're in the we're in the era of spoilers, and I'm I'm strongly against the spoiling. uh, So are you you stopping the spoiling from our our listeners or from me? From you, from and the listeners. I'm just going to say. I'm selling House of Dragons episode four and eight. Four and eight. Yeah. Okay. And the people who watch it are going to be in their cars tomorrow listening to this and they're going to be like, fucking right. Okay. And they're going to message me because I've already had this conversation with people who I know watch the show. Yep. So, okay. You know what? I can't. I've, um, so I I loved, um, Game of Thrones up until the last season. The, 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 The last, the way it ended hurt me. Like yeah. it, it really Great. did hurt me. Retweet. And I just still cannot get over it. I'm mm-hmm. not prepared mentally to watch. Yeah. Um, I'd um, recommend watching this. Yeah. And I recommend, I, I know, and you're going to text me. If you watch it, you'll text me as soon as you see episode four. You'll be like, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Um. So is it good? Do you, yeah, overall, it's good. do you like it's good. it? Okay. It's good. The, Oh, we were talk- talking about this in the, in the Night Watchman group chat today about the uh, ending of Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I, I sort of like everyone was sort of bringing up, you know, all of the stuff and it it, re- it, it it hurt me too. Yeah. And um, what really got to me was this is what bugged me the most. Have you ever seen something more efficient than a raven sending a message in the last season of Game of Thrones? No, super. That shit was quicker than a text message. <laughs> they were the most accurate and fastest source of, of message delivering mm-hmm. in the history of our world. Yeah, hundred percent, unbelievable. Like we need Lord Commander Snow. And this is, and this is before a, a fax machine. Yeah, the, just the most ridiculous shit. Like, how does a raven <laughs> know where to go? It's all seen. Three. It's got three eyes. No, no. But, but what do you do? Like. <laughs> Like, how does he know? Still, 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 literally, physically has to travel, yes. Yeah, but like, no, no, but I'm saying, like, how does he know which part of Westeros to go to? Yeah, I don't know. Like, no, I like it, it actually, it, you, you talk about you being angry about Ted Lasso. I was like, old man yelling at Cloud, <laughs> like, watching there going, like, we need this to get this, we need to get a raven to Jon Snow. Well, do you send 18 ravens with the same message, hoping that one will get to <laughs> get to John? Like Bill Laurie, maybe Bill Laurie was on set. <laughs> just, oh, just irked, irked me. Yeah, there's yeah. big time. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there yet. But uh, when I am, I'll let you know about four and eight for sure. Perfect. Everyone's favourite segment. Good to be back. Uh, that is this episode's version of the stock market. So, Tim, I thought I would end the episode on a little bit of a cricket note. You know, we, we well, talk, it's, it's cricket season. It is cricket season. The rain cards have been deployed early into the season, uh, which is something I am a big fan of. <laughs> Are you I, playing this year? No. Oh, I'm okay. still deploying the rain card. Okay. Sure. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's big news for the show, to be honest. We've actually, we're actually sponsoring our old cricket club. Excellent. We're sponsoring a certain part of our old cricket club. A, a player? No. A pavilion? No. A bar? No. Oh. We're sponsoring the club fines for the year. Okay. So the club fines brought to you by the refill. Correct. And this was all set up. You, you haven't told me. This is news. No, this, this is, is breaking news. Sorry, months of negotiations with right. uh, with Heath Jenkins, uh, mm-hmm. who, is, who is a fierce negotiator. He, he is like, you do not want to get in the battle with him. No, so no. I, I don't envy you for you. Honestly, um, I, the first, there's a true story. First offer, he came to me. He, he just wrote the word, um, he said, I can offer you Ligma. And I said, Ligma? And then he just dropped the Ligma balls, which was very childish of him. But but also a great negotiating tactic. Great negotiating tactic because he got he got me down. So we're going to sponsor the we're going to sponsor the club's fines. Love so it. great. What we're going to do for next episode yep. is we're going to put the bat signal out to our 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 loyal listeners. Yep. We want to hear what your best fine is, whether it's you or the best fine you've heard about. Great. So. And what we'll do is we'll actually get these played on the next episode. Yep, and we'll listen to them for the first time, so we Respond can respond to them. We can react live. Great, love it. Now, there's two weeks into the season already, so there's a couple of fines from the club. I'm not going to name names. No, just a couple of uh, just a couple of very funny fines, which I kind of thought would be worth a mention. Um, a player at the club injured his calf at a shopping centre, Greensboro Plaza. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And was fined because he claimed to have done it playing cricket and was caught out. So he really did it? He did it walking in Greensboro Plaza, <sighs> which is a that's, a, that's a tough calf. That's a tough calf. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to know where he was in Greensboro Plaza. Was he, was mm. he about to board a... Escalator. Was he going to get on the the cheat lifts? Yes. Was he um, going to just cuts? Maybe. Or maybe getting some hair um, replacement pills from Priceline. Maybe. Ma- maybe like, that's I've exactly got, what like, it is. Yeah. Like, I've got a lot of questions. Without knowing who this person is, yeah. I'm just wondering what he was there doing. Mm, I don't know this person either. Okay. So. Yeah, there's a lot to play out. Um, another one which really tickled my fancy is uh, a player who I do know uh, was fined for attending La Pulqueta three times in a weekend. <laughs> ju- ju- <laughs> a just fine, if you ask me. Yep. I may or may not have been the one who put him up for that fine. And uh, could probably afford the fine if you're going to La Pulqueta three times a week. Like, I mean, uh, um, is, inflation. Is La Pulqueta a lawyer's restaurant? 
uh, yeah, well, it's a, it's a um, would you go there if you were a lawyer? Um, I would go there like if they were my client. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can confirm they weren't. Okay, they were. They um, were they and were. it's allegedly that this person's a lawyer. Okay, is so he, he's not our lawyer, is he? Alle- everything's alleged. Okay. Uh, was there anything else we needed to? No, uh, always a pleasure, never a chore. That's it. Good luck to uh, cricket season's back, so good luck to everyone at Williamstown Cricket Club yep. and Lower Plenty Cricket Club. Keep those fines coming because we're very interested to hear about them. Very much looking forward to um, sending some of my own fines for players despite not playing at the club. Yep, and if our legal support is listening, get <laughs> out of there. <laughs> Hooroo! So... Full disclosure, we just stopped recording. We did. We were done. And we, we were high fiving and um, kissing each other on the lips. <laughs> Not again. But we've we've had to come back on because Brett Ratton has been um, let go by St Kilda. That is a genuine shockwave. Wow. And this is what happens when you do a. Um, and I'm not casting dispersions or throwing stones, a ge- like a genuine review of a fo- football operations, mm-hmm. and it comes back with findings, and you act on it. Like, this is what genuinely happens, not these Mickey Mouse internal ones. Yeah. No, so, I mean, I think for those who aren't aware, Jeff Walsh had just been appointed as the head of footy, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, and I don't like know whether the two things are combined because... It says that the Saints have departed with him after a recent review of the club's football operations, which I believe was led by David Noble. Yeah. Who just got the Tijuana Brass... Um, from Jeff Walsh. From Jeff Walsh. And Jeff Walsh is now... This I is mean, a lot of like... Follow this. Follow this, uh, this I can't even follow it. Um, so is, and, is Jeff Walsh not a full-time St Kilda employee? No, he is now, but he only just signed, started this week. Yeah, sorry, I thought you were just saying then that he... No, I just, he wasn't, I don't think he was part of the review that's led to this. Oh, right. I think that was David Noble. So, so David Noble yep. was let go after a review was done by an by, outsider. Yeah. Now, it looks like Brett Ratton's been let go by... David Noble. David Noble, who was an outsider doing, doing that review. review. Could you imagine if David Noble gets appointed coach? He after uh, no, no, imagine, I know, I know, but I can't imagine. But, but yeah. no, just imagine. Be creative. You're, okay. What is it with? I'm going to sell this because Caitlin. I told Caitlin, imagine this, and she goes, "That'll never happen." You're, you're both creative people. Yeah, you work in the creative landscape, yeah, but we we're not. We don't work in the fantasy. Well, <laughs> humor me. Humor all, right, me. All, right, all right, go, humor go. Humor me for a, for go, a minute. Go, go. But, uh, so we talked about Essendon's CEO, right, who had the old, he goes, hey, you need to get a new CEO, and then he gets hired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just imagine if David Noble's like, you need to get rid of your coach, and then he just comes in and becomes the coach. Yeah. I mean, okay, not going to happen. <laughs> Fantasy, <laughs> Chris. Because it's David Noble. Um yeah, that's a shock. Because the biggest thing for me is that, is that he only just signed on a new contract literally months, months ago. ago. Yeah. So and they're going to have to pay that out. Yeah. So and they're not flush with cash. No. And he, they're not the, Endeavour Hills Cricket Club. They're absolutely not Endeavour Hills Cricket Club. So here's the thing about that extension. It, that extension didn't make a ton of sense. 
Now I yeah I agree with that. I've, yeah. I've said before that I like Brett Ratner as a coach. Yep, same. Yep. Um, I thought that the Saints were going to make the finals last year. Um, the fact that they didn't make the finals, that extension doesn't make. That extension didn't make any sense in the world to me. No, they did it. They felt like they did it quickly. Like, and, and, I mean, obviously a lot of water's gone under the bridge, but they felt like they did it without um, investigating Clarkson, who was available. They did it without... They pa- it felt like a panic. Yeah, well, it just felt like a um, we're, we're going to back our people in no matter what type of situation. Um, a bit of stability. Yeah, that kind of thing. Like, you know, like your hard week. The, you know. but, yeah. but the thing is, they're, they're, Hardwick was off the back of a review. Yeah, not off the front of it, like you know, sign mm. Hardwick and then do a review, which is what they sort of did here. They signed Ratten and then started a review, so they've gone a bit um, backwards. But that's a genuine. I love when AFL throws up a shock like this. Yeah, because this, this is a genuine. This is a genuine shock. But, uh, given, given that it's just to do it so late after the trade and and well, they trade did period, no, they did nothing in the trade deadline, right? No, exactly. So that to me says that they knew this was coming. Or that people knew this was coming. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Because uh, they got Zane Cordy. Um, <laughs> Which we even skipped because we were just like, we, we don't need we to talk about that. We skipped that, literally. We skipped that. Sorry to the Cordy Sorry. family. Yes. Um, but, I mean, immediately, who who who, do you, who would you like to get? Because, I mean, it's stupid for us to really say who we think is going to get it. Who who I would like to get it would be Ross Lyon just for the <laughs> oh for my the god drama. please yes who will get it I think it will be Adam Muse just because yeah. he's just done two um, interviews with two different clubs been super impressive in both mm. I'd take Lyon or James Hurd for the drama but I think realistically it's probably realistically it's going to be Uze. Yeah, I would love Adam. I, I said before that I really wanted Adam Uza to get the Essendon job. Yeah, because you could see how much he genuinely wanted it. Right, that's that's a guy who's it would be tough to go through those processes, right? Oh, hundred yeah, um, percent. Especially as someone who hasn't coached, yeah, uh, before. Like, so when you see like someone like like Ross Lyon went through the or didn't go through the Carlton one, right? It was kind of like well, yeah, he was sort of led to believe he didn't have to, then then was told he had to, and. It's like Adam Uze's Adam Uze's like approach is like so much different to that. Where he's like, yeah, he's just he's hu- he's humble and genuinely yeah appreciative and hungry. And hungry yeah, so um, fascinating. Yeah, honestly, that it, it's a this could be genuinely six minutes of just absolute dribble, and St Kilda fans will probably like not enjoy not enjoy this, but St Kilda really are. Uh, have really struggled for relevancy. For what did David King say? Uh, he said they're a team of list cloggers. Yeah, that was which is like that was brutal. That is right between the eyes. Like maybe not as between the eyes as what the Sydney list bot. I mean, I've, I've heard boss. people refer to St Kilda as shit Kilda, which I personally didn't like. That will get me in the doghouse if I say that. Um, we we shouldn't say that, but you said that, not me. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> But like that, what David King said. Yeah, that was brutal. That was, that, brutal. That was more. That was right between the eyes, and yeah, probably a little bit more harsh than what the Sydney List boss said to our man Riley Beveridge. Yeah, who copped it on the chin. Who copped it on the chin and, and bounced back strong. But yeah, like massive, massive news. Yeah, and look, I think Jeff Walsh is a 
incredible operator, in my opinion. He he has a lot of uh, has a lot of history and a lot of uh, has a lot of reputation reputation behind him. Yeah, a lot of runs on the board. A lot of runs on the board. So, if you are a St Kilda who has got one of those lists right, where you've got some genuine A graders in Steel and King, and then you can. Yeah, my man, the Band-Aid, I would put him there, but he's only really done that for one season, so I can understand why people wouldn't. Yeah. You, you're in a delicate, you're in a delicate period because if you lose those guys, Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, you don't want the tail wagging the dog, but if they're not happy... Yeah. The other thing is, this is this is one of... Yeah. This won't be the only thing that happens. Oh, no, no, no. There's no, more there dominoes is to more, fall here. Yeah, there's more coming. Yeah, so watch this space. Um, this is a bonus, like yeah. ten minutes that no one wanted. You're welcome. You are so welcome. So <laughs> you get two goodbyes, and yeah. if you're a St Kilda supporter, like, uh, all good like luck. A, good, yeah, honestly, good luck because if it wasn't for Essendon, um, your club would be laughed at probably a little bit more than than what it is right now. So, yeah. oh wow, unbelievable. Yeah, so. Let's let's hope the ooze man gets it and he can turn things around because um, ooze. I would love that. There's a problem. Every time he walks down the race, yeah. Ooze. Although it'd be a little bit quieter because St Kilda have like 15 members. All right, everyone, have a good night. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> you guys ready to do this? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, fans around the world. We welcome you to this historic event. Historic because we've seen boys become men, men become leaders, and leaders become legends.